Happy holidays from all of us here at the IFNZ Network. Yeah, all two of us. Hey, Justin, did you know that you can go to IFNZ.net to leave reviews and suggestions for the show? Duh, Shad. It's only the coolest thing since a cat put on pajamas. But don't forget about the Mad Libs, too. Of course. While you're at IFNZ.net leaving us a review, don't forget to drop us some words at the super easy Mad Libs submission page. And through the end of the year, we'll be doing weekly drawings for prizes you can check out on our website. All you have to do to enter to win is to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast, or on IFNZ.net. Thanks for another year of listening to our Silly Goose Good Time, even during the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Or whatever. Well done! 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 Hey, Chad. Yes, Justin. Happy holidays. It is the holidays. Happy holidays. To you. Happy holidays. To you. This is well done, um, and it's a very special edition of well done. We're not just going to talk about shit we consumed. We're talking about shit we consumed all year, which means this episode is technically a rehash. That's right. (laughs) It's kind of everything all in one. Mm -hmm. uh, Top fives, what we, and more. Uh, What did we consume? What came out? What did we consume? So we start with honorable mentions and then go to top five or vice versa i think well i don't know i said first i think we usually do honorable mentions and then we start with the bottom and go up to one but and the bottom, what do you no, think he, about going starting at the bottom going to one and then doing honorable mentions that's afterwards. fine that way like we kind of build a little bit more suspense and we don't because like people want to know what our number ones are. Yeah, they do. And so, like, you don't want to say, here's all the stuff that's not our number ones because that takes away the guess. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, if five is this, then what's one? Yeah. So you, like, build up a little anticipation. Yeah. Of Good. it all. I, I saw what you did there. Yeah. I even backed away from the mic. Yeah, you did. You didn't want to breathe in it nope, or anything. Nothing. I think I might have went, so you might have to edit that out. That's okay. Go. That's, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no big deal. We're going to start in the exact same format that we always do our Absolutely. consumptions in. So we're starting with games. Absolutely. Uh, me Did first, you even first, come out this think? year? You first. Games? Yeah, what came out? Was there anything uh, that even came so out? So many games. I don't even I don't even remember any games. Number five. What's number five for you? Animal Crossing. New Horizons. I forgot about that game. Also, I didn't play that game. So Yeah, it's easy to forget about things that you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. What are you going to do? Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Uh... Honestly, I'll, I'll I, best I, Animal Crossing game yet to me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't cool. really play a ton of the original that was on GameCube. So Were the this is my first a thing. No, that's a new. No, feature. this is yes, it is new to okay. is exclusive. I guess technically to this game. Okay, because the uh, I don't think New Leaf didn't do it um, on the 3DS. And then what's the name of the the, the mobile? Is it Pocket Camp? Something like that. I don't know. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Farm, but. I think it's Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. And those, I mean, you do visit different places and one of them may be like an island, but it's not necessarily like a specific thing that you're doing there. Gotcha. Um, this is strictly you're on an island visiting other islands. You can uh, go to to gain new, uh, new followers to mm-hmm. your own island. Um, each person might have a specific task that they can do that's unique to other um, that others can't do. And uh, it's just a really cool kind of almost sim building yeah. uh, thing. And the universe is unique and grows with you um, as you play the game. And it's all set in real time too. So 
Um, it has seasonal events and everything changes uniquely based off of, you know, where you live at and what your mm-hmm. stuff is set up to it. So, I mean, whenever it turns fall outside and it's the first day of fall, it'll turn fall and you'll have your leaves starting to kind of turn brown and crisp and falling off there too as well. Same thing, you know, like there's a whole winter thing going on right now on the islands and stuff. So, I mean, it, like I said, it's, it's really kind of cool how everything is set up seasonally. There. Cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a really fun time. I've kind of died off of it. I know there's still a ton of people that have put in fucking hours and hours and hours it's of a this game thing. That you're never done with. Yeah, it I seems guess. like to me though, it's like one of those games that's like, if I sat down and I played this game for one to two hours a day, mm-hmm. and it was a thing that was kind of like my bread and butter. There's there's enough to do in the games that's different and unique each day that you could play for one to two hours a day and you wouldn't necessarily have to do the exact same things over and over again. So there's new stuff that progresses in the story. You could go fishing and make that like the thing that you're doing that day. You could go uh, chopping down trees and trying to get, you know, gather wood and stuff like that for the the next day and stuff. So there's enough variety of things that kind of keeps you coming back. Not to mention, you know, like not just the seasonal stuff, but I mean, there's other events and stuff that pop up there constantly in this game and it has tons of updates that hit and it's, they're going to be one of those things that Nintendo will keep pushing and putting updates out for. Nice. So it's not going to, it's not going to not be stale. Yeah. Man. At least for a while. It's going right? to be fresh like all the time. Of that. Yeah. I would assume. Nice. Do we go back and forth? Yes, we do. Okay. So you're number I could five. Remember. My number five is not a 2020 release. Oh, it's a 2016 release. Uh, Hugh, the, the game Hugh, we talked about a little the, bit. The, the, the guy that indie was game on the you, show with me. Yeah. Hugh, uh, he had the views. Mm-hmm. He had some certain kind of views. Uh, no, you uh, the the little indie game side scroller where you learn the power of different colors and were able to like puzzle around. Yeah, we like, talked about this. I yeah. remember you talking about it. Yeah, it was such a cool I, game. Yeah, because I said it mentioned it. Uh, it sounded like a what was the other game? Outlands. Yes, I remember yeah. you saying that. Yeah, yeah, because you switch yeah. the colors to go back and forth in tandem and to like the shooting and puzzle, whatnot, the puzzle balloon. solving and like actually like doing combat that yeah. way too. Yeah. Yeah. So he was an awesome game. I was forced kind of to play cause I was going to get rid of PlayStation plus and it was like, you were forced game on there. I was going to get rid of it. Who did this to you? And, uh, I didn't want to lose that game. Uh, so I went ahead and played it and then I quickly thereafter got my PlayStation plus membership back, which gave me access to that game again. But anyways, nonetheless, Game super cool. It didn't take me like super long, less than 10 hours mm-hmm. to knock out the whole game. And I like a game like that where you don't have to invest uh, a super amount of time, especially for a casual gamer like myself. So sure. He was a, a top moment highlight for me in gaming this year. Nice. Uh, my number four is a game that I didn't even start playing until right at like a week ago. Yeah. Um, this is Dragon Quest 11 S. The uh, Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition came out on uh, Xbox this time. Um, it's been out a couple of different times. I mm-hmm. think it was a release last year, technically. And then it had its definitive edition that came out at the tail end of last year for Switch. I see. And then the definitive edition would make its way port forward to uh, PS4 and Xbox now. Um, it's uh, it's If you're a fan of Dragon Quest or any kind of a traditional JRPG, it's just that kind of a thing in a nutshell. Um, it is for the most part, any of the cutscenes and stuff like that, or any very important dialogue is voice acted. And I really like that. Nice. There's not enough games that will do that as far yeah. as like a JRPG goes, um, which is so many of them. Yeah. Which isn't bad, but at the same time, it's really refreshing whenever you get that. Remember when Dragon they made Age. the controller of the blue. Yeah. Like, the slime. Kiss? Yeah. The slimes. That was wild. Yeah. That was a, uh, that was for dragon quest eight. 
That was for eight. Okay. Yes, that's like the last oh, that one. That was that long ago. That was the last one. That was on PS2. Okay. It was a PS2 controller exclusive. Really? Too. Yeah. I thought that was said. Like I thought that was like a four. Like I thought that was a brand new thing. Like last year. No, not at all. Oh, maybe yeah, I eight, wonder if they redid it like again or something like that. They like, redid it and they put it out on 3DS, but they did nothing that was on any of the new consoles. The, the, the little the slime guy. controller. Yeah. No, because no, I saw it recently. Yeah, maybe it was just like online or something Could like be. that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that it was just specifically for that game that That's was on crazy. PS2, um, closer toward the tail end of its life. I so see. I'm going to say like maybe 0405 something like that and that was i haven't played a ton of dragon quest prior to that that one was the one that really got that me into really liking it and uh all of their artwork since the beginning for uh i mean obviously not the pixel work but the actual character artwork on the box art mm-hmm. and for the character artwork that you have in the game and stuff now mm-hmm. is all done by uh designs from akira toyama who is famous for dragon ball and Dragon oh, Ball Z. So it is very that animation and that nice. kind of stylization for yeah. your characters and designs and stuff like that. Um is extremely charming. Everything's like all your characters, heavy, heavy British accents, Scottish accents, stuff like that. It's all kind of like high English type yeah. stuff that's going on there. Um, the storyline's been great. I think I'm probably about like seven or eight hours in, but realistically, like I I couldn't see any reason why this wouldn't have made my list. I'm I'm a sucker for a good JRPG, and this is like right up there. Chef's kiss. It's 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 really good story-wise. It pulled me in immediately. Um, and, and I really like enjoy it wholeheartedly. I and mean, if you're even just a fan of trying out a good JRPG, this this is a really good one to kind of deep dive into. And this is the unique mode that was on Dragon Quest 11 S. It has it whenever you go to like save in the game in all the games uh, you save at churches and you talk to the priest and that's kind of your save. You have like uh, your confession is your saving. I see. Uh, they have like different uns, IONs. I don't know what it's like. They're like recession, uh, divination and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like you do divination and it's like, uh, we'll, we'll heal you of any poisons and, mm-hmm. and stuff will cure you kind of stuff. And they have like recessions and they have like different things to kind of heal you at the church and stuff. And they bless you. Gotcha. Um, if you go to the church in the save thing uh, at the very bottom, it has it to where you can switch the game into 2d mode. Mm-hmm. It's still fully voice acted. You can do it to where it either has the 2d music or the fully orchestrated music, which is cool, yeah. but it looks like old school, like dragon quest used to be on NES. Mm-hmm. And it's just really neat. I turned it on just for a little bit, just to kind of try it out and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to continue in the full 3D of mode. Course. That's kind of what it is. Uh, I really like seeing that kind of Akira Toriyama art style thrown into this universe and stuff. It's really cool having, because he's really just a brilliant artist. Nice. Um, but yeah, number four. Cool. My number four is also a game that didn't come out this year. Uh, that This trend stops after this one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> It does stop? Well, yeah, I go into games that came out in 2020. Okay. That. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought whenever you were saying it earlier, I thought you were alluding that you had none that were going to be from this no, year. No, I was being stupid. Uh, no, Pokemon Shield, uh, 2019's release. Uh, it came out at the back end of last year. And so, Very like, back end. there was just a lot more to do and still so much more personally the game had for a me. Thick ass. Yeah. And then came out with two DLCs this year on yes. top of that. So it's just like, holy cow, there's just a lot going on. And uh, it's continued to be one of my favorite games mm-hmm. to just kind of be able to pick up. I love Pokemon anyways. And, uh, and I wish that I would play that so the, more. The DLCs are actually in my honorable mentions. I played, I didn't play enough of the, the, uh, what is it? Crown Tundra. Yeah. The new but one. Isle of Armor. I played all of, nice. and, uh, it, it was, it was really cool to have Gotta like get a them new, diglets. 
new refreshing little kind of tie into like a little bit of a story just like here's this new island and stuff yeah. like that you kind of go off to and I, I i really dug it you know i didn't know if that would be something that i really wanted to or what that would kind of go with but yeah yeah it was cool nice yeah nice uh yeah it's it's been and i think it it has potential staying power to be around until Whatever they come out. I don't know if next year they're yeah, doing... I don't know there's if been this, whispers of maybe a remake. Yeah, they've uh, been talking about, from what I had seen, I think it's Diamond. Yeah. I think it's supposed Pearl. to potentially get remakes. Um, and it'll be remakes that they'll put out for Switch. Yeah. Kind of like the, the way they do with the same thing for Let's Go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll be those same kind of controls, you know, with like the Pokeball thing. Or if yeah. it'll be more of a traditionalist style. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- I don't see any reason why they couldn't... if they did a remake pump out two more DLCs next year to keep people kind of that, that still fresh Into in sword, people's sword minds. Shield. Yeah. Yeah. I pump agree. out a couple more DLCs and then the next one could be a sequel to sword and shield or just a whole new game yeah. in that same vein. Mm-hmm. And then like, they're like, this game's got like a definitive edition. That's like all four DLCs and the fucking game in one pack. I yeah. mean, that's, that seems like that'd be very fallout witcher esque of them to kind of do. Yeah. You absolutely. know, that would, that would, that's huge marketing, and that would sell itself in that sense to me, anyway. I'm waiting for them to do a whole open world. Like, I'm. I don't think it'll. My guess is it wouldn't be like the next, the sequel to Sword and Shield or whatever. Like the next one mm-hmm. won't be that, but maybe like by the third go around, they're going to be like, here's everything. And you know, it's and possible like because that, I mean, it, the technology that Nintendo has with something like Breath of the Wild yeah. is there. Yeah, it's just I don't know if it's there necessarily. Like. I mean, you almost kind of would have to be because you're going in and out of battle sequences. So you're changing mm-hmm. the pace and the way things are and look and stuff. But at the same time, like Zelda is not only just a massive open world, you have unique combat sequences that happen in that world that yeah. are just there Yeah, that you just kind of stumble across and just, you know, fall into. So, I mean, they might, they should be able to sequence that, yeah. I would assume. And everybody's everybody's Pokemon game is their first Pokemon game, like any game that comes out. So make it to where you can select your character from all of them. And have yeah. like, you can get red or blue. You can mm-hmm. get, I don't even know who the current ones are, like what their generics are. Yeah. I don't now, know but then like, like you what they actually, I think that they would just have unique names. Cause I don't know. It's not sword and shield. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, but like whatever those are, it'd be cool to be able to really like pick from a roster of like classic characters mm-hmm. instead of just having the one. And even to play characters from the, like, Tie in the anime, play, yeah. like tie in the 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 TV shows. Yeah, and stuff. absolutely. There's that. What was the anime? That I watched it on Hulu, and I think I talked about it on the show like very early on. Mm-hmm. Was the Pokemon like it was red and blue? Yeah, yeah. That anime it was like only too. six episodes. Mm-hmm. That was fucking so good. brilliant. It was really really well done. And I wish they could have expanded it even further. The other one that's really good is the one that they're putting out on YouTube now. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I don't know. They they only push one out like every like maybe a couple weeks, yeah. And it's like a two minute, three minute episode, yeah. but they're really good. Like mm-hmm. they're really well thought out, and not that the other ones aren't thought out, but it's kind of that unique thing where I, it's like it could be very well like just go with uh, standard traditional like anime format where like with Cowboy Bebop or. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of all the di- different Gundam series and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Traditionally, if you have a season of an of a show, it lasts like of an anime, it lasts like 26 episodes and then it's done mm-hmm. kind of a thing, like a one off series, yeah. you know, kind of like, like I said, like they did with Bebop or uh, Outlaw Star or something of that effect. Yeah. Um, do that with Pokemon. 
like they did with the red and blue series and then flesh it out a little bit more, give it a little bit more life and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and kind of, you know, make it that kind of unique kind of storytelling. But then whenever it ends in episode 26 and that storyline's wrapped up, give us a season two that's the complete new game. Yeah. And then have new Pokemon, new region, new game. Maybe it has that tie back like Johto in gold and uh, silver has that you go back to Kanto and you actually face red on top of like the mountain and stuff. So maybe you kind of do that, that. right? Like that's, I mean, there's a, there's a, a Pearl, like there, the, the shows are like the current, the current shows are, but yeah, I know that they kind of follow suit with specific things, but I meant like in that kind of stylization where it almost seemed like, like the anime now existing, like with with uh, Ash and 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 the crew, mm-hmm. it just has so many filler episodes, and not like I mean, every season can go up to like fifty episodes, yeah, and then, you really and, only need twelve. Like you don't even yeah. need, like you got eight badges, and you just get started, right? Yeah. Like and then you like. Not- but I'm just saying, like, if you skipped majority of the filler episode, like, that's what I did with, like, Dragon Ball Z Kai. Mm-hmm. There's so much filler in Dragon Ball Z that the main series is, like, 190-something episodes yeah. versus Dragon Ball Z Kai. And it takes off, like, over 100 episodes. And they were like, this is what you want to see. Yeah. This is, like, the action. we've got not just the action, but this is, like, this has the story. This has the resolution. I it see. doesn't have... On this episode, Gohan's gonna, he's training, but he goes off into this mountain, he finds a robot, and he digs the robot out, and they have a little couple hijinks, and then the robot dies, and it's sad, and then Gohan's just like, well, time to go back to training. Yeah. There's like a 22-minute episode of just that. You don't need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they could do, I would watch a Pokemon, like, Ash Ketchum thing that was Pokemon Kai, where Mm -hmm. it was just boiled down. We don't have to... Now we're walking through Verdian Forest, and then we spend seven episodes here because I'm going to fight the samurai with my Caterpie, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. then, then it, oh, it evolved into the Metapod or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, like, it just kind of unnecessary filler. That makes sense. What was your number three? My number three is The Last of Us, and that is, like, the big winner from this year's Game Awards Last show. of Us 2? Last of Us 2, yes. Okay. Sorry, my bad. Uh, yeah, The Last of Us Part 2, which was, like I said, the it's big like winner from... you playing the, games in the speed that I'm playing them in. <laughs> no, I played that when it was out on PS3. Uh, yeah, The Last of Us uh, Part 2. Uh, amazing fucking it? story. Yes. Nice. Amazing fucking storytelling. Heart-wrenching story. Like, it is a really, really, like, not... not, And I know that they get touted a lot, but... I feel like also to a certain extent, there's not enough said about Naughty Dog that they're just such good storytellers. And everybody's just like, and it's the same thing. And like, they need to make movies out of this and stuff like that. Like, no, I mean, yes, it's cool. Like, I'm glad that they're going to make the Uncharted movie. Yeah. I think Tom Holland will do a good job. And it's cool that it's slightly younger Nathan Drake. So we yeah. get that kind of in-between story. story. It's not really something that's been told yet. Yeah. You know, which is cool that they're doing something unique. They're yeah. not going to be like, we're going to tell you Uncharted 1. Yeah. And he's just going to be a little younger. That's yeah. it. You know, that makes me happy that they're going to kind of go that route with it. But if people actually just played these games, you would see how cinematic of an experience it is. Yeah. It is It is a movie. I mean, it's it's like a fucking 40-hour movie. It's yeah. great every step of the way. It is crazy challenging at times, which, I mean, the first one was too. There's a lot of really tight sequences where you're trying to get out of the danger of the clickers and stuff like that. And you're trying to be quiet and Mm -hmm. stealthy, but also have to kind of maybe bash one in the back of the head at the same time with a brick. Um, But it is, I'm I'm trying to not give away too much story wise and a lot of my stuff, but um, it's worth every single penny. If, if I had touted 
God of War as much as I did the past like year. You touted it last year so mm-hmm. much and stuff too. This is like that level. Nice. Like it is that good of storytelling and development and stuff. Uh, you feel for your antagonist almost a little bit just as much as you do Ellie. You know, they give you that kind of the story. You actually play as her. Yeah. You feel like shitty, you know, for some of the things that you're doing at the same time, but you kind of see certain things that are like, I understand why she is doing what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I understand kind of why she's a shitbag, but, you know, she didn't have to kill my main man, Joe. You know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, uh, we already talked about it on the show. I don't think so. We did. I don't remember this. He's dead as a doornail. I mean, I knew he was dead, but I didn't know that she killed him. Uh, Abby. Not Ellie. Oh. The villain chick. Oh, okay. That you play as. You play as her. Oh, you play as Abby. You I thought you were talking you, about Ellie. You play as Ellie and Abby. Abby's gotcha. kind of like the villain. That's why I said. Yeah. You end up getting like story from her side of things, yeah, too. Yeah. That kind of makes you feel for, gotcha. for, the, 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 for the villain of yeah. the story, in a way. Uh, nice. Yeah, number three. Number three for me, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 plus 2. 1 plus 2? <laughs> 1 and 2. That came out this year, but it was old. It did come out this year, but it's old. It counts as a 2020 release, though. It sure does. I mean, I'm not. I, they rehauled that fucking it thing. It looks so, so good. Uh, I love. I love a good skateboard game. We talked about that before. You love them. I love them. Is the? Uh, I never asked. I don't think. Or maybe I didn't. I just forgot. Is the soundtrack have similar tracks or same? It is tracks? the soundtrack. It is the soundtrack. Yeah. I didn't know if they full on was just like, hey, here's Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. In there, you know, shit like that, or if it yeah. was like, it's everything. Yeah. Uh, that's a game where there's a lot, there's like so many, and I don't remember it because I didn't play one and two. Because mm-hmm. they were both on one, right? On PlayStation One? They were on a lot of shit. But like I played I played one. Three came I, out on two. Yeah. I played one and two on Dreamcast. I didn't have console before. That's yeah. why I guess where I'm at. So I didn't play these games. So it's yeah. great that there's a remaster for them because yeah. I didn't I didn't do them. Yeah, they ended um, up getting ports to other consoles. Like I said, PS2 ended up having two. I don't okay. think it had one. I don't I know you. why. But then Dreamcast had one and two. That's gotcha. how I played both of those was on but, uh, Dreamcast. There's there's a, a lot of missions and mm-hmm. getting points and just like... Spell and skate? Yeah, well, of course that. Like all the, your traditional stuff. But then there's also these other like background missions where you just get extra dollars or points or whatever to buy mm-hmm. outfits or whatever. But it's just something to keep you busy. There's just a constant flow of, hey, do this trick or try to do these or do this and... Uh, so it's it's definitely a game you could get lost in. Mm-hmm. I I use it in the same way that I've always used a skating game before. Like when I was a teenager, I definitely played them differently. But uh, I play it for a half hour. Like I'm not a I don't do it forever. You don't I don't find that I need to do it a lot. I'm gonna do three four runs through a level, try to get a couple of, of missions knocked off of there, and then I'm done with it. I it's it's kind of something I don't sit and play forever. Uh, but it's enjoyable, super enjoyable, yeah. uh, and the, the graphics are very pretty. Uh, so I I sing high praises on it, and it was only like a forty dollars price point, wasn't it? Absolutely. So yeah. like, yeah. why not get two games for forty dollars? I mean, even if you've played them before, it'll, if you enjoy it, do it. It's easy money. Easy money. Uh, my number two is beautiful, enjoyable, and all of those things. You easy said, money. Just uh, less skateboarding. It's uh, called Paper Mario: The oh, Origami yeah. King. Uh, a surprise release. We talked about this because yeah, it came right. out. In I like, forgot about that. They like announced it in May, and then it was like, "Guess what? It's coming out in July." And I was just like, "What?" Like literally a month and a half away, mm-hmm. blew me out of the water. This game has it all. Like it took the beautiful, charming writing that I loved from uh, what was it, Color Splash? Yeah, 
and threw it right back in there. Like the writing on the Paper Mario games is just chef's kiss top notch. Uh-huh. Like it is so good and I love it to death. It is funny. It's quirky. Um, obviously, it's all reading, no real voice acting or yeah. anything like that. But all of your same funny, silly tropes that you get from uh, from a Paper Mario, all the folding and stuff like that, mm-hmm. different things. But your uh, your big shtick with this one is the combat system, I would say, mm-hmm. and then uh, all of your different origami trans- uh, transformations and like things you will u- utilize yeah. in that sense for. Um, Really, really cool story. I loved the way that it wrapped up. All of the different locations are all completely new and unique uh, vistas that you get to visit that are have never been seen, I would assume, in uh, in a Mario game, save for uh, your Mushroom Kingdom, because mm-hmm. they have like the origami festival that's going on, and you do actually get to see and visit Princess Peach's castle, um, and then eventually the ruins of Princess Peach's castle at the beginning of the game. Spoilers. It's the beginning of the game. Um, <laughs> it's still <a> spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just such a fun time. It's a really good ride. The combat system was a little bit to get into, and it does. I, that's that's kind of part of the reason why it took me back maybe to like the number two because I feel like almost my number one and number two are a little interchangeable I see. to a certain extent. Um, the combat system kind of drudges on eventually. I like the puzzle system, like because they're always trying to reinvent the combat system. But part of me, along with you know, 90% of everybody else is just like, just give us the turn base back. Like, you know, like we, like we liked yeah. in the original Paper Mario. Uh-huh. But they're kind of like Nintendo-ifying it, if you will. Of course, yeah. We've got to always kind of reinvent can't ourselves and our make it something. We can't just make something, you know, standard and like everybody else would be. Who's Laurel? Like you rest on your laurels. I think like, it's part of a, a horse harness. Is it? Yes. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I believe you. I'm, I'm glad you do because I really don't. I'm gonna look that shit up. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it always unique and uh, the puzzle system of like the wheel of how you kind of have to line up your enemies perfectly. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, in boss fights, how you have to kind of navigate your way to either getting to like maybe the weakness for the bosses on the backside. So you have to like kind of make your way around and find means to navigate through these treacherous things that he's designed to like ice that's come up out of the puzzle mm-hmm. and you have to get away around the ice to puzzle your way to get to the backside of the boss to smack him with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just such a fun, fun game, unique experience. I feel like it did really well once it first came out, but it, now it's kind of to that point where it's starting to like Paper Mario fi things and kind of flies under the radar for a I while. Gotcha. And I do want to make sure that people, if you have a Switch, definitely check this out. It's like... Number one Switch title that came out this year for me, anyway, yeah. easily. And there was a lot of good Switch shit that came out this year, too. Right, what cool. about your number two? Uh, my number two would be the Final Fantasy Remake 7, or 7 mm. Remake. There we go. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I didn't play a lot of this, mm-hmm. uh, but I played enough of it to know that this is a pretty swell game. So you didn't fight Sabaroth? No, I didn't fight Now Sabaroth. in Smash Brothers. Sabaroth. yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was just... It's such a, it's good looking, like, especially when you look at, mm-hmm. when you play the original seven and like the port, and then you go and you swap back over, you're like, oh, this is, yeah. they didn't just, they didn't just. It is, the, they, the remake and the title this speaks for it's it. It's true, yeah. Absolutely. Full on and go ahead and just say, this is my number one. Yeah. Yeah. The the story seems like it's awesome. Seems like there's a lot of stuff to do mm-hmm. in this game. Um, Finally, to the point where I was kind of overwhelmed a Fully voice acted. I mean, yeah. obviously, Final Fantasy had seven had cutscenes, but there was no voice acting that was tied yeah. to it at all before. So you have your fully voice acted uh, characters for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is really awesome to actually hear them talk and say these famous lines that you've known since like fucking 1998 or 99, whenever the original one came out. Or 2020 when the first time you played it. Yeah. 2020 if it's the first time you played it. <laughs> really cool, unique combat system. Not your standard traditional turn-based JRPG. It took that action combat from yes. like Kingdom Hearts and threw it in and, with it, which I 15, fucking adore. Right? Like Final Fantasy 15 yes. kind of follows that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. this did it though. Like this was this was like I really love the uniqueness and the manicness that kind of comes with Kingdom Heart combat yeah. from time to time. This falls in between that 15 and that it's almost to that sweet point yeah. of, of a Kingdom Perfect. Hearts. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's still kind of trudging back a little bit with the 15. Mm-hmm. I think 15 was lacking. It tried to get there, but then Kingdom Hearts 3 came out and then fucking perfected it. Yeah. In that sense. Absolutely. And then this is kind of somewhere in that middle ground. There. Yeah. A little bit closer to the It's a little more intelligent, I guess. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like Kingdom Hearts is a simplified version of that battle system. Yeah. But like Final Fantasy VII Remake really takes it to like a. It, it's a little more challenging yeah. because they know that their but audience is a, the average age is probably a little higher. Yeah, but like traditional JRPGs, it's satisfying picking your attacks and doing stuff. But there's mm-hmm. something about like I'm hitting this button, I'm controlling ac- like his, his fucking Buster yep. Sword. I'm the one that's beating the piss out of this that's dude, right. and it's just like I'm doing this, and yeah. it gives you that sense of like this is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's oh, the I same agree. sense of like God of War. The first time you take the fucking Leviathan axe and you throw it and you just whoosh, mm-hmm. and pull, pull it back and you're hitting enemies on your way back, you're just like so satisfying. Yeah, you can feel it in the controller. Like, it's like, awesome eventually getting the chaos blades and yeah. shit against it in that, which is cool to kind of throw it back, but nothing can beat the Leviathan axe. Mm-hmm. That was such a cool, unique thing. Yes. The upgrading system and stuff to it. And it's the same way with this. Like you eventually get new Buster Swords that mm-hmm. have unique properties. Yeah. You might even come back to the original Buster Sword because you can eventually upgrade it and slot in new materia and stuff like that eventually. And uh, it gives you maybe a higher attack than what this one does. This one gotcha. has more magic and stuff. So you might actually just go back to standard old-fashioned buster, you know, closer toward the end game or whatever. Standard buster. That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> the old standard buster. Um, and then my number one was Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories. Mom! Mom. It was the old mom. Um, <laughs> Look, that's my shtick. I have to say it every time. <laughs> it's, it was... Uh, it exceeded my expectations kingdom hearts ddr this was i yeah i mean essentially yeah that's yeah. what they sold it as mm-hmm. and and then i got to play in it and we've talked about it before it's like this is it's a greatest hits it's I feel like this would be really fun to do in either vr yeah. or one of those arcade formats oh, because absolutely. they have the arcade not ddr style mm-hmm. but they have those arcades that are like and i first time i saw it was like a video like from like yeah. uh, from it. japan and you actually just move your arm like the sensors are here so you move your arms and nice. it's like slice and stuff and they have like, like games fruit ninja kind of in a way but i mean like you're doing you're not like touching a screen at all it's just all motion sensor. i want that in fruit ninja i want to be able to like fucking karate chop fruits in... or they did a fruit ninja x kingdom hearts crossover and you're your keyblade, you're hacking up like dark uh you're like darkness people. Okay. Heartless, I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'd play that. Yeah, you would. I'm <laughs> you know, I'm a sucker for it. There's a there's a certain level. I, I think that we have to, if there's not a name already, you have to we have to come up with a name for someone who's just so encompassed in the fandom that they don't even care how good or bad the oh, game oh, is. Weeb. Is that what it's called? Yeah, weebs like, are you like don't, that, yeah. You don't care, like it could be a shit game. Like mm-hmm. the mobile game for Kingdom Hearts, there's a lot of people that trash it, but like I, I really like that. it. I, I, that's the same thing. Like then, especially whenever Dark Road came out, after I went yeah. and revisited, that added like a, another layer of like breath of fresh air to yeah. that game that 
I really enjoy. It's got it. real story. It's a slow story, but it's a real yeah. story in there. Yeah. Like that, I like. And not that the other one's not real, but the you it has teeth. The ephemer storyline doesn't really. You could play. You could play Union Cross, mm-hmm. or you could play Solitaire on your phone. True. You know, I'm I mean? gonna play Union Cross. You're gonna play Union Cross because you like Union Cross. Somebody might see it and think it's stupid because they just want to play Solitaire. Yeah. The cool thing is, is that we're Bubble human witch. beings and we have opinions. And uh, it, it doesn't fucking matter, you know. Lay it <laughs> down, it son. That's how that's how it works. We like our own things. You like your own things. We're giving you opinions. You're listening to it. That's true. And this is why his number one is mom. Mm-hmm. You want to talk mom, about movies? Mom is always number. One. Oh, we got uh, we got uh, to Rattle Sorry. off. Uh, I'll rattle off mine real yeah, quick, and then it. you do yours. Uh, got what the golf. I popped yeah, it down there. Uh, I was gonna put it up there as like a five, sl- like Animal Crossing slash. What the golf because it was such a welcome surprise. You suggested it. Yeah. I played it and I was just like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Anybody says this is so much fun. Absolutely. Uh the last campfire I talked about a little bit. Uh-huh. It's on uh mobile and switch, I think. I don't think it's on PS4 as I far see. as I know, but it's a it's a really sweet, fun little indie game. It's a it's like an indie puzzler, but it actually has like a really cool, unique story that's got a lot of heart to it. It's really cool. Um got call of duty Warzone. uh that was kind of like a, a sleeper hit to me because i played modern warfare and it kind of was what kind of wanted to make me get back into playing call of duty because yeah. it was kind of like a precursor to the initial modern warfare story as opposed to just rehashing it which was really neat but whenever they add Warzone, it was like this took like the battle royale fundament that has been going out and everybody's trying to do and it took all of the best stuff of it and put it in one game. I was like, they actually did a really, really well, like really good job with it to the point to where I was just like, fuck PUBG, fuck Fortnite. This is like where it's at. It's really fun. It's unique. It's it's cool how everything kind of plays out nice. on it. And it's a good time. Um, I already said the Pokemon Sword and Shield mm-hmm. uh, DLCs. Uh, Carry On, which was that uh, reverse horror game that I talked mm-hmm. about before. Right. Where you kind of play as the amorphous alien blob yeah. taking over uh, the, the spaceship. And then uh, my last one, but not least, Destiny 2 Beyond Light. I had to mention it somewhere, but it's a DLC, so I kind of was just like, eh, I don't really know if I should put it in my list. Yeah. I put Destiny 2 probably in every list if I could, yeah. but um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun time. It's really cool to see such a cool story and place, like a new world and everything that they've done with this. And about 80% of what has been created from this DLC was all done while everybody was in quarantine. Gotcha. So it's, it was really just kind of cool to see like the amount of work that this team can put. They had no other backup team. They have at any given time in Bungie studio, they have about 20 people that'll be like on staff there. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that'll like maintain server space and stuff like that. But then everybody else is at home designing all the shit. Nice. I was just like, it's really cool to see how well people can pair together and pool together. Even if you're not in the same room to yeah. do it. Absolutely. What about you? Uh, honorable mentions on my end. Uh, of course, I'm always still playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, realized that I need to get my booty in gear because we're going to have the second game coming out later next year. Oh, that's cool. And, and you'll uh, get the definitive, definitive edition. It's so, just uh, one really big game. <laughs> I really want to be I want to be on for that one when it does come out and maybe have a PlayStation 5 by then. It surprises uh, me like how well the sales numbers for that game does for yeah. horizon still still yeah because they constantly will put that definitive edition on sale for like less than ten dollars oh yeah and i'm just like that is crazy like no, one it's crazy that they sell that good of a game for less than ten dollars yeah. two it was just like 
that these sales numbers are still the same, way with, same way with God of War. It's yeah. like less it, right now on sale. It's it's uh it's like thirteen bucks. Yeah. I was just like, there's that's a no brainer. I bought both of that God of War and Horizon multiple times because I had them physically, and I was like, I love these games so much. I'd like to have them as a digital so I can just download like, them whenever I want. And, if you're buying for somebody that you know may be a gamer but not as avid, yeah. My first initial question would be like, Have you played Horizon? And you do you have a PlayStation Four? Yes. Do you have you played Horizon or God of War? No. That's I'm going to spend basically twenty dollars and give you two amazing games that you'll play for over a hundred hours. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Other honorable mention was God of War. I finished it this year. Yes, um, and then Super Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, from 2018. Yeah. Um, I I got it this year. I did a game fly for a little bit over the yeah. summer, and I was like, oh, I'll play that. And like, it was like, oh shoot, that's I forgot about uh, Super Smash Brothers. That's a fun game, and I really enjoyed it. I don't play it all the time, but yeah. it's Definitely something to it's, hop in yeah, on. I was going to say, it's easy to hop in and out, yeah. even if you just want to do online matches or just CPU matches, you know, whatever. Yeah. And like you said, they just uh, announced that Sephiroth is going to be a new yeah. character. Really fun trailer. It was really cool seeing him, like, slice the big bad and like, half oh, completely. Yeah. And then there was a still that was going around on the internet from the trailer where Sephiroth picks up Mario with his sword, uh-huh. but it looks like, cause it does like a silhouette thing. It looks like he's run through Mario and uh, everybody's just like, this is dark. Huh? But then you see it like in the next shot of the trailer, it's like he's holding onto him by a suspender strap. Gotcha. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so is it TV or movies next? Um, I have movies is what I okay. got listed next. Cool. I couldn't remember. I, I I think I put movies third, but we'll do the movies. It don't matter. I only got three. So I mean, <laughs> rocket. All right. <laughs> Get me up to three and then I'll join you. <laughs> let me, uh, let me start with, uh, I, I actually put all of my movies in order. Uh, I've got 12 of them. I'm not going to go through all of them in, in order in heavy detail from like least to best. Okay. Uh, gotcha. But I'm going to, I'll get up to three and then we'll hop on together. Gotcha. Uh, so 12, I've got Gotham by Gaslight. I watched, uh, so DC Universe's uh, disbanding uh, after this month <gasps> no, and uh, turning into DC Universe Infinite, which is comics only. Yeah. And they haven't really said what's happening with all that content that's on DC Universe. They've mentioned that it has the likeliness that it will move to HBO Max. Yeah. But it hasn't made that move yet. And so I did a bunch of like binge watching of like a lot of DC animated yeah. stuff. And a couple of them really stood out to me. It was, I watched like probably, did that come out this year? No, it came out in 2018. Okay. I watched, I felt like it was last year. I've watched like 20 minutes of it, but then I didn't get to finish it's good. it. But yeah, it's really cool. And it's got like the the Batman animated series. I think like Bruce Timm's involved. Like mm-hmm. the the people that kind of did that animation. It's got are, that look and feel. Yeah, to a it. little bit more. Not like perfectly, but it's it's kind of there. Uh, Jojo Rabbit's on uh, number 11 for me. I watched it this year. It came out last year. Yeah. I uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, the number 10 for me, Borat's subsequent movie film, uh, was a good laugh. I enjoyed that. I was trying to thinking about the order of these was like I compiled a list of movies from this year and the last couple of weeks I was told Mandy I was like these are movies that I need to watch. I said <laughs> we can watch them together or we can watch them separately and she was like well, we can watch whatever we can together and stuff and I was just like I've not had the time because it's just been so busy to actually sit down and watch them but I had a list of movies I was like I just want movies that are from 2020. Yeah. Current things that I really wanted to see yeah. or that really piqued my interest and it was like probably like 15 movies honestly oh, yeah. but um no there's some good stuff that came out. Get to hop on one of them. That's it. <laughs> um Jumanji, the next level came out of the tail end of last year. Mm-hmm. I like the Jumanji movies. They're funny. What are you okay. going to do about it? Um, number eight, I was really surprised by this, and I think you should check it out if you get some time. Okay. Batman Ninja. Yeah, I've wanted to watch that. It is 
exceeded all expectations. It run a little like an animation style and the kind of flair and tone it goes with almost remind me a little Afro Samurai kind of. Um, I've seen Afro Samurai and I don't think it has Not any really. kind of vibe at all to yeah. that. Uh, when you see it all in action, like it is, it's, I, I feel like, and I don't know a lot about Japanese uh, anime, like, to know enough about all the different types, but I feel like it's really trying to be true and traditional to some sort of style or traditional yeah. like animation there, but it is awesome. And just the way that the characters flow and the artwork and the voice acting, and it is it's a really cool storyline. It's like kind of a time travel storyline where they go back into like a, a like feudal old Japan. School. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the characters and how they do it is just like, Wow, that's a really cool thing, and I can't believe it took me two years to get to that movie. Yeah. But it's cool. Uh, I saw Hereditary this year. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. That's I guess my that could seven. have been on my list. I didn't think about it, but I did watch it the, this year. And uh, put that, that ending is fucked up. Yes, yeah. Jesus, and put that right next to Midsummer, uh, mm-hmm. which I also saw did this year. Did not get to watch Midsummer. That came out last year. Yeah, uh, but both of those is Ari something or other, Abby, mm-hmm. whatever the the yeah. guy who does those movies. Both of them was just like. Which one was better? Midsummer is better by like just a little bit. You but, think? Uh, oh yeah. I didn't know like everybody that I heard that would watched it, they still would put Hereditary forward a little bit more. I've spent a lot of time with Midsummer. Like I've watched it three, four times probably, yeah. and uh, it's just a very interesting movie. Like Hereditary is a horror movie. Yeah. Midsummer, you go. This is something special. Like it's different in in all of the ways that makes you kind of. I think you either flock to it and love it or you go, not for me. Yeah. And uh, I felt like that's kind of also the general receiving of uh, the witch or the Vavitch. I get that. If you call it the way that I like to call it. Yeah, I call it the Vavitch for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I also saw that this year, but it was kind of lower on my totem pole. We call that. We saw that like right after it came to the movie, like uh, out of the movies into the video. I guess you would call it probably in the same genre, which I saw that Midsummer was considered folk horror. Yeah. And I was like, that's a cool, I get that. You 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 kind of hear that word and then you see like that movie. Like the sweet movie. new Taylor Swift album? Folklore. That. <laughs> um, I know. And uh, so then number five, uh, these are all movies that did come out this year. Uh, Enola Holmes. Yeah, that was on my list of stuff to watch. So good. Uh, yeah. Jay, a, Jay praised it a lot. He that's a rewatcher. Really, really like you could just watch it over and over yeah. again. It's fun. She's having a good time. Uh, <laughs> they're just, they're, they're having a great time there. Uh, she's eating up the scenery. Uh, yeah, we talked about it before. Like a tree. Yeah, Hamilton came out the uh, the movie version of also, Hamilton on also Disney on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, I get why people are obsessed with that. Like yeah. that that just the film version of it was like oh shit like mm-hmm. this is it's it's uh, catchy. It's telling the story in a way that you really haven't heard told before. Like there's some unique stuff that came out recently. Yeah, and, and I, I really think that storytellers and obviously hamilton's been around for years but i really think that storytellers are challenging you you keep hearing people go all the same stuff just like repeat 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 so, but like when Manuel miranda has a new one coming out like uh, a new into play. the heights or yeah something yeah. like that i yeah. saw that he had new material and coming they, out they did decide that that was going to release on disney plus so yeah. um i'm pumped for that i was going to see it in theaters uh it's got one of the guys from hamilton is in it mm-hmm. they showed trailers for that like a year and a half ago yeah. like it's it's been around for a while but um, it's more. It's not a time piece. Oh, like I think, like Hamilton skyrocketed his career 
Oh, absolutely. Completely. And I think that he's just been insanely busy. I've well, been probably, done even. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I meant just in general. I feel like not just the movie, oh. but I meant like just from the play alone. Yeah. Has skyrocketed oh, yeah. his career to where he's kind of bounced around everywhere. I'm sure even if he's had that material done for Into the Heights, that it's probably been, you know, taking time trying to get to that point where he could be like, it's ready to be done. Yeah. Or it's been in studios. Hand- I mean, they start advertising. I don't know if they had a release date, but I mean, obviously when March hit, there was a big change in releases. They were out. <laughs> uh, what's your number three? My number three is Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Nice. I asked you if I could put it on there because I wasn't sure if it was. <laughs> I a, like the ads for it, Well, I mean, it falls under that category to me of a TV special in a sense. Yeah. You know, more sure. or less than yeah. and then like a movie as well. But I, but it's I guess not in a the, series, so well, therefore yeah. it has to be a movie. I guess. I mean, you know what you know? I mean, saying when like, we have two categories, but I mean like. <laughs> yeah we have series and we have movie Therefore, but it's in that gap it is, of time to where it's like it's as long as a good long episode of the mandalorian it's a short movie but it's a real short movie <laughs> so if it was a television special it would if we had a category for that it's number one <laughs> it's really cool to have uh some familiar voices come in and then uh, some of the new voices that kind of portrayed uh characters like the the lady that voiced ray Sounds a lot like her, honestly. So, I mean, yeah. they did a really good job as far as casting goes. But then you have, like, Lando there, and it's it's Billy D. Williams. Oh, so, I, I was just like, it's cool having, like, your familiar old voices So, they there did have well. some, like, mm-hmm. actual actors in there. Yeah. Not actual actors, but some returning actors. <laughs> There's just, there. like, a bunch of Legos, and then here's Billy D. Williams walking in, and he's just like, what's going on here? Uh, nah, yeah, it, it was, it's a really fun time, uh, really funny, a really cool, unique plot, like, that yeah. involves the time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really kind of cool. Um, not yeah, the Jedi temple where they kind of yeah. go through the little portals. And not, everything. not just an excuse to put Legos and star Wars in my things, uh-huh. but, uh, you why know, not? why not? Because it's one of the only things that I consume. It's a movie. I consume so much other stuff that movies just ended up taking backseat, which is weird because I used to be such a movie buff about yeah, things. Like, I did too. Yeah. And I then that. I just kind of tapered off. I don't yeah. know what happened. It's uh it's hard to grab your attention for that long anymore. What about your number three? My number three was Happiest Season, the uh, the, the Christmas Hulu movie? Christmas movie. Yeah, with Kristen Stewart Dan and Dan Levy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to watch this. It's real good. Uh, I've watched it twice now. Actually, mm-hmm. I kind of went off a of rewatchability. I already said that. I don't need to say that again. But uh, I, uh, <laughs> it's rewatchability. <laughs> it's a resayability. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was just one of those movies that it doesn't require a lot of mind power, and we don't. I don't need movies that require a lot of mind power right now. Yeah. Um, I like the ones that you can kick back and it's funny. Uh, it's got a heart, a heartfelt story in it. Uh, Dan Levy is amazing in it. There's is not it enough sad? Dan Levy. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, it definitely has some, some sad parts in that. Like it's a, there's a, a struggle with coming out and, and cause it's a, a kind of a gay love story, Christmas story and everything. Or you uh, could say a glove story. It's a glove story, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it has some a really good message to it, and it's sweet at the end. And it's okay uh, to be gay. Is that the message? It is always the message that it's okay that's to great. be gay. That's I love that message. That's the number one message mm-hmm. of of any season. The gays are accepted. Gays. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> My number two is the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, uh, we watched this. It was a 2016 release, I think, initially. Oh, how old it is? Yeah. Wow. 
Um, I was pleasantly surprised with this. I really didn't know what to anticipate. I was just kind of looking up like, what are some of the more unique, you know, horror stories that are out there yeah. that we've not watched or something. And this one popped up a couple of times and, uh, we finally sat down and watched us, uh, and it was a pretty good time. It had a weird twist that I wasn't really anticipating. I was, just, I was the way you are presented with it. You're kind of led down the path of thinking like, oh, this is like strictly like a possession, a demon story type mm-hmm. thing, and it's not so. I mean, there's a lot of that kind of activity that's kind of still going on, but it's it's going a completely different direction. Once they started saying, I don't know, could I do spoiler for it or do I give a spoiler warning? Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Now we're in spoiler territory. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out that she's a witch. Yeah. But not just a witch. She's a witch that's been around since like the Salem witch trials. Okay. Yeah. So it's like like meant to be a Salem witch trial witch that actually was a witch. Um, Not just like face. Yeah. It was actually somebody that was real. You see her body and it's like, looks like it's like forever young. But then you see like the insides when they're doing the autopsy. It's like her lungs are like completely like black and fire damage from breathing in the flames from yeah. like being on the fire and being burned alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the inside, the back of her skin has like all of this, uh, like almost look like somebody tattooed her skin and then like put it back on her or something like mm-hmm. that. Cause it's got this like weird uh, ritualistic demonic writing and stuff that's on the inside of her skin that the, that the, I can't think what's his name. Dude from uh, Born Identity, the older guy from that leads Treadstone. Brian Cox. Brian Cox, yeah. Or Chris. He's, Chris. It's, uh, uh, it's Brian Cox, okay. not Chris. Not Chris Cooper. Yeah. Uh, that Brian Cox finds he's the he's the lead autopsy guy, and then the boy is I can't think of his name right now either. He's he's a famous guy. Paul too. Dano. It's not Paul Dano. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> so regardless, right. it's a really cool, unique horror story. Something that I didn't really kind of see coming as far as like this direction. Uh, but it, it was a good time. Nice. Nice. I, uh, my number two is the King of Staten Island. Uh, the movie with what's his face from, uh, S- SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really surprised by this movie. We talked about it when it, when it came out and I watched it, uh, but was really surprised with the, the acting in it and how Pete, it Pete Davis. Pete Davis. I was trying Thank to sit, sit there and yeah, think what I knew was, was. going to come up. I was going to say Paul Dano. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, so he, uh, I was really taken back by this because I don't really love a Pete Davidson, uh, from my previous experiences and, uh, Emil Hirsch is the boy. It's his, uh, the Brian Cox's son in the autopsy. autopsy of Jingo. I was like, I knew it was somebody that I remembered, but I couldn't think of his name right off the top of my head. Emil Hirsch is is not in King of Staten Island. He is not Paul Dano. Uh, so yeah, uh, Pete Davidson really took me by surprise with this movie, Judd Apatow movie, um, and Bill Burr, uh, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, is that, and that was my first experience with Bill Burr or whatever. Yeah. And I thought he did a really good job. Really just, a lot better acting across Isn't the he's board. He's in the Mandalorian. He's now. in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so a lot of a lot of uh, Bill Burr in my life, mm-hmm. uh, and more than I. Which is weird. We actually listened to some of his. Me and Jay listened to some of his stand up this weekend yeah. on our way back home from work in the evenings and stuff. He's a really talented stand up actor. I've never listened to stand up much either. His monologue was not good on SNL when he hosted. No. Uh, no. But boring or just bad? No, nah, just bad. Yeah. I, I think I don't. I think that there's certain things that maybe he thinks are funny, but is not like yeah, real like derogatory stuff. I think he has a lot of derogatory humor like, in his side of things. And just doesn't really do anything. There for was me. something that he did 
on one of the sketches that we listened to that I didn't really laugh too terribly hard at or anything, yeah. but he was talking about like women wanting equal pay and rights like women, yeah. like rights like men and stuff like that. And uh, they should deserve. And he was just talking about how, how uh, I don't know, it, it just was funny. But at the same time, <laughs> it was just like, it's not really funny. I mean, I get, I get what you're, I get where you're coming at with the writing and what makes it funny and stuff. But at the same time, you're not making me laugh because it's yeah. not, and we, it's not something that we have to poke fun at right yeah. now. Uh, yeah. So I think there there are things that Bill Burr does well, uh, and his acting is good. It seems like somebody else is writing for him. It seems to work out. So uh, yeah, King of Staten Island was a good one. It was a, a home release because we had a lot of home releases this year, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and I dig it and I would recommend it even if you're not a Pete Davidson fan because you might be after that. Yeah. It's got a good uh, Judd Apatow like uh, feels comedy with feels uh, but more grounded real life kind of vibe than some of the other stuff with cool. some of the other actors. So yeah. My number one movie of the year that I watched this year that didn't come out this year I like this uh, is Dr. Sleep. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen it yet. Dude, I there's so many people like this is another one of those movies that was like split down the middle. A lot of people that were like, this is far too long. Um, too much rehashing. There's only a handful of cool parts into it. I'm of the crowd. That was a like, this is exactly what it needed to be. The storytelling was very well done. I really liked the story. I really liked the direction that it went with. And I, the resolution and seeing all of the stuff that you get to see in that movie uh-huh. is so fucking cool and rewarding. And it's, it's awesome. Like you McGregor is a great older Danny. Nice. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool storytelling. I, I really th- like, if you haven't watched this and you're any kind of a Stephen King fan, you have to watch it. Like it's, it's a really good time. Yeah. Definitely on my list. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, my number one is the Impractical Jokers movie. Yeah. Uh, I had to kind of throw it in just as a as a, a fan service more than anything. But uh, I the Impractical Jokers obviously run True TV. Like, they're they're on their own time. I get sucked Not in. Not Carbonara? And <laughs> I get, get sucked into it and watch all, I can watch it at any point in time. And they're doing something, you know, that makes you laugh. Uh, but the Impractical Jokers movie was cool in that it had a lot of throws to... A lot, knowing that we've listened to Q on Tell Him Steve Dave for years and years mm-hmm. and years. Um, and there's a lot of throws to stories that he's told in that movie. Yeah. Um, and then just seeing them, you know, there's not, not a lot that they did in that movie that made it a movie versus the TV show. Like you talk about like Jackass. Yeah. And the movie was like, how can they be more extreme? And it's like more cussing and, you know, super like whatever uncensored and all mm-hmm. this. They didn't do that kind of thing. It was yeah. more of like, we've got a bigger budget to make a bigger yeah. budget movie. And I thought that was cool. Um, and not that it was neat. Like, cause none of the Jackass movies or any of those other movies that are kind of like your shot. What, how, how do you describe their, like their hidden camera show yeah, style yeah, yeah. type mm-hmm. of comedy and stuff. Um, none of them really had like this one has like a subplot to it, yeah. right? And stuff. I think so, Bad Grandpa is probably like the only thing that yeah, I can think something, of. Yeah, that's something like that's like the other Jackass movies are the only like this one probably went goes a step further than Bad Grandpa. Yeah. I would assume. Ah, uh, I don't know because no. Bad Grandpa's got a really big storyline yeah. throughout it. Um, I would equate it to that, but with less is less acting yeah. than Bad Grandpa was because like you're really that's just really those four guys they're going on a fake road trip. Like yeah. that's really the only thing that's fake, but everything else is, is still consistent with the show. It's just that we're going to do these things in different landmark areas or not even landmark areas, but you get, 
they get their acting chops. You get them being silly in a scripted way at a couple yeah. of uh, spots. You know, there's a, a part where like Sal gets pissed off and he uh, is like holding a two by four, and they're like, "What are you doing with that, buddy?" Like, like kind of like get to act of kind of yeah. act out things a little bit more than just doing uh, improv. Yeah, uh, which That's is really cool. cool. Uh, but I dig the movie. It came out very tippy top of this year um, in theaters and whatnot, and then got a, a home release and got HBO Max release and everything like that. So was your found all was your place. twelve through six HMs were those honorable mentions basically? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you I had other order. honorable no. mentions that you were wanting to talk about. That'd be a hell of a lot. I don't. I don't. Surprisingly, <laughs> well, let's move on to TV series. Though oh, I love TV. <laughs> I do have TV. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay. How, do you uh, we you want to start us off? I'm gonna start us off. Number five, Tiger King, Murder, really? Mayhem, and Madness. That's in my honorable mentions. Is it? Yeah. It was just such a weird, unique experience. It's a, that no one else because of again. COVID. Yes, we all got to partake in at the same time. The world reveled in this Netflix series. Yeah, absolutely. In a way that never really kind of happened. I mean, it, they, we do. Yeah. To a certain extent for certain things, but it was just such a cultural phenomenon it, of the time. Well, it's something that you, we probably will never see in our lifetime again. Yeah. And obviously just like this. Uh, <laughs> but like, but if you think about things that families gathered around their TVs for in like the 50s and yeah. 60s Tiger and 70s. King wasn't it? Like, no, but, <laughs> but you had like, you had these events that people would, would get, go around like. What came out in the '90s that like everybody got together? Friends. Like, no, I don't think about friends. I'm thinking like, like uh, even like bigger than that is like the first American Idol. That wasn't the '90s. It but, wasn't. But like, I remember there being a phenomenon of like American Idol watch parties and yeah. stuff like that. Like, there wasn't like we won't get that again for a while. But like, and it's hard because everybody's separate and everybody's doing their yeah. own shit, and you've got a TV in every room and. When you don't want to want to watch the same thing that your kid or your wife wants to watch, you just go to a different room and you watch that. Like, so you don't have that crazy, like something so synonymous like this was able to. It was simple. Pull everybody into it. And it took like at first you were just like, you know, there's no way that this could keep getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And then you get to like episode three whenever there's a full murder subplot and you're just like. What the fuck? And then it turns into like an actual true crime series. Yeah. Like a to a T, you know, like where you're talking about forensic analysts and stuff like that. This turns into the next Steve Avery series for yeah. Netflix, basically. And you and were thinking like, we can't do this again. There's there's no way yeah. that they're gonna turn this into that, especially with these characters. Did and they, then they do it. Did they uh <laughs> yeah, and I've enjoyed following it this entire year. Like yeah. everything with these people and what they're doing. Um who made, do we know who made this documentary? No, I don't know who it is. I'm surprised that I'd be head. really surprised if they don't win awards. I yeah. know it's trash TV. But no, like, no, I mean, I get exactly what you're saying. But like the fact that everyone saw this thing is like, how does it not become something even bigger than what it is? You know? So what do I look for? Should I look for oh, like a director? Know. I don't know where you start. I'd go to go the to Wikipedia and check it out. Here. They know everything on Wikipedia. Sean or True Crime, directed by Eric Good. Goody. He's a he's Something a guy. Like that. What else has he done? He's a philanthropist. Oh, good. I'm trying to see if there's a Yeah, docus. he's got some he's got some history in there. He's done music videos he's for Nine Nails. <laughs> and a band called Deep Digital Orgasm. Uh so yeah, he's Tiger King's not even listed here. I don't well, know. Those why are natural history films. Okay. That's, that's not listed here. I no. guess he this is the first time he directed. 
I doubt it. I mean, apart from those. Well, that's, I mean, that's a lot. Regardless. Regard. What's your uh, number five? My number five is the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance that came out in 2019. Um, it was good. It was, you know, you get this. There's a movie that came out in the 80s that you grew up watching and you kind of just know that it's this one thing and that's as far as it goes. And then it turns into they're going to re- do a series about it and you get like 10 more or whatever many episodes of a movie that you were like, oh, that's done. And all we know is our books and we know uh, we know comic book series and you know we know all these kind of add-on lures to it. But it's kind of like if they just made Star Wars A New Hope and that was it. And then they go, you know, 30 years later, like, hey, we're going to we're going to go ahead and make a series about this. Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, that's crazy. So the fact that they did that was awesome in itself. They did that. They stuck with puppets and that that real life thing just really enhanced it. The story was great. We've gotten uh, a a pretty lengthy storyline in a comic book series based off of the Age of Resistance. And uh, I think we'll probably get more of that. I know that obviously the series was canceled after the one season, but um, I think that we're not done with the Dark Crystal in the visual thing. I mean, obviously, I think comics will stick around for quite a long time, but yeah. I don't think we're done with the TV series or movie uh, side of it yet either. Did you play the game? I did a little bit. Um, it went win? through its... The plot of the of the of the, of the, of the story, okay. uh, yeah, of the of the series. That's cool. So it really w- didn't do anything crazy for me, um, and it's tactical game, which didn't really do much for me yeah. either. So it was kind of like, oh, I'm glad that I got it, and I'm glad that I tried it, but it wasn't like, oh my god. <laughs> number four is Lock and Key. Mine too. It's your number four. Yeah, it is. Nice. Well, let's <laughs> talk about it together. <laughs> You introduced me. I mean, I I read the first couple of series yeah. uh, issues, but not like I kind of read it. Was like I like that. I'll get get to it at some point. And you kind of kicked me in the ass about it. it. Was like, oh my god, lock and key. So like this all happened around the same time as like yeah. this show was coming out, and so it was so cool to follow along with it and to have you be like, it, it's good, man. You just get into it. And so I, the, I felt like the TV series did it justice fairly well, it did. I, with, especially like with effects for certain keys that I like wanted to see. Yes. Like the head key was kind of cool, actually, like mm-hmm. walking into their head with the door. Yeah, the way that they handled and, it. Yeah, I thought it was done like the box really well. That you crawl into yeah, because I mean, it's kind of it, it's iffy because when you look at the comics, whenever they use the head key or something like that, mm-hmm. you're literally like looking into somebody's head. Yeah. And then they can be behind themselves looking into their own head and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of go into their brain, basically. Basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going inside like the door or a box or yeah. whatever it may be is their kind of throw at it. And yeah. it's really kind of a cool, unique uh, way of doing it. I thought so too. Yeah. I thought closer toward the tail in the series, I thought it was kind of odd the direction they kind of take specific things like already seeing the Omega door, mm-hmm. already having it opened. Yeah. Basically. And then already kind of interacting with it and then having a new subplot. That is completely unique to the television series that we didn't get in the in the comic book mm-hmm. series. You know, having another demon in the world now yeah. with with Dodge is just completely different than anything that you read in the comics. So, I mean, I would assume for those of the people that really enjoyed the TV series, I would suggest also again reading the comic book because there's enough different. Mm-hmm. Um, is, I think they'll be they're going to stray away from each yeah. other. They've got to get the same way with like. Walking Dead too. I yeah, mean, there's that's enough true. that's different, but at the same time, you know, that's 
Robert Kirkman said that whenever he'd been writing the TV series and stuff alongside other writers and mm -hmm. stuff, this is like, this show is to him better than the comics. And it came out the way that he, if he could rewrite the comics now in the time frame that he was thinking of back then, this is actually how it should have come Because you get a chance to whack at it again. Like, yeah. I mean, how many times do you really get to reconfigure plot to go, do oh, we, if I had this chance, I would have done something differently. Do you know how much... How much does Joe Hill have into the TV series? Nothing, or is it just he's so. just creative? I think I he really is don't know. Credit as creator, but I don't think he has any writing credit. I'm sure he's got some sort of producer credit, executive producer. I, mean, I follow credit, him but... on Twitter, and I know whenever it was coming out, yeah, that he was saying like you know he was really praising and he really liked the way that they took it and the yeah. kind of the job that kind of got done with it and stuff. But I was just like, I didn't know if. Like, it made it seem like he really didn't have much on the reins of the show yeah. at all. Which, like it I was mean, just his property. He may have learned from his dad, who doesn't have much to yeah. do with any of his stuff. It's like, he's like, Joe, don't get involved. He just, like, like, he stood back, and he was just like, all right, so people really like this first Shining movie. They didn't like this TV version of the Shining movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he just, he doesn't really seem, he's like, I'll show up on set, and I'll play around with my toys a little bit, but, like, you, I already made this story. Like that kind of seems like his his version of it. Is like I've already done this. You go do it however you want, and you can suffer whatever consequences. If it's good, yeah. you get the praise. If it doesn't, then you get the smack on the wrist. Like so, Flock and Key number four. Absolutely. Uh, number three for me is Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, nice. Um, it didn't make my top five. Didn't make my top ten. I don't know why. Oh yeah, it did. It was number seven. I really, uh, I did. I enjoyed this series. Uh, I think. Not as much as I enjoyed uh, the, the initial Hill House one, um, but I mean that was almost again kind of even though it wasn't you know COVID times or anything like that. It was, it was another cultural phenomenon that kind of struck all at once. It Hill seemed House like said, yeah. Hill House hit really hard. By Manor, man, when Netflix does it, they do yeah, it. By Manor didn't hit as hard as that um, to me, anyways. It didn't well, get as much as recognition and stuff like that. And I feel like the story is is decent and it's there but it's not as good as it's living in the shadow of hill yeah, house and therefore of. it yeah it doesn't get to be man bly manor was good it's bly manor wasn't as good as yeah that's how like, i think a that's kind of like why it's a little bit further down on my list it's mm -hmm. not up higher because if you would have asked me i don't know if i placed it last year or when I don't know. but i think like hill house would have been closer to the top i fucking adored that series yeah, it was really really well done and it's really cool seeing all of the actors portray like that are back in this one playing the characters that they're playing mm -hmm. and how it has kind of unique spin. Like the dad of the family in the first one is now like the uncle of the family and he's like heavily British accent. And if yeah. would have, I would have never guessed, it's one of those things like you listen to Hugh Laurie talk, you know, it's it's beautiful British, you know, it's a yeah. great. And then you like watch him in house and he's got this great deep voice that's just. You know, it's it's perfect for the character and the yeah. role, and he's gritty and he's sarcastic and stuff, but it's full-on American English. Yeah. And it was just, like, really cool to watch this, like, flip as a switch for these characters yeah. and stuff. Um, but, yeah, the story is really good. I really dug it. Made it to halfway mark. Didn't get quite further. There's a couple others that I need to need to talk about. And show some love, too. Yeah, which you got uh, for three? My number three is The Connors. Uh, the Corners? I, can, I consistently love this show. I look forward to it every week when it's coming out. I like, um, well, I like seeing the... Pro I've never watched an episode. Oh, really? But I like watching the... I, no, I lied. I watched one episode from whenever it first started. Mm -hmm. Not the first one, but one of the first ones. Yeah. But uh, I've liked seeing the promo spots for yeah. like the, the the COVID Connors. Like it has like the... Oh, yeah. Almost looks like a knitted mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's... 
the family is the family uh, that they're still the same people like that you've always kind of grew up with. And yeah. I think that that has a lot to do with it. Uh, John Goodman, uh, I was talking about this with someone on back. I was like, I don't know. Like everybody talks about like America's dad is like Alan Thicke or like Bob Saga is like, like America's dad to me is John Goodman. Like, yeah, he's like the most like you have this. Not, I wouldn't even, they're not even middle class, lower middle class, yeah, absolutely run of the mill family that you can, you can actually relate to, yeah, especially funny, in our area because he's nothing like my dad, like, no, but like, that's the guy that I would, I go, that's the relatable guy, like, yeah. and I, but it's like, it's like everything is, is super bubbly, light, and airy on all those other yeah. shows that you mentioned, but then in this one, that's real, they do get real, they'll yeah. get real with like real things, and then that happens on other shows too, you know, you yeah. get like Family Matters gets real too, I'm sure, but and it's so like it's they're gonna house, hug it out at the end, yeah, this is, this is not that, yeah, you know, exactly. this is very real to that extent, yeah. and like everybody's kind of a snarky, funny asshole to one another, mm-hmm. and it's the same way, I mean, it's that way in kind my house, family, it's yeah. just kind of how it is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I I continue to love it, especially in a time where you once again like the movies. You don't want to overthink everything. In the movies, you just have a good time. You have a silly goose good time. My number two came out the tail end of 2019. I don't think I put it on my list last year, um, but it is The Witcher. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I think you might have season but one. Okay. Uh, it's I, I we finished watching it at the beginning of this year. Yeah. So if I didn't mention it then, I'll mention it now. You can get it now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Witcher was a great time. Uh, again, one of those series that was kind of split down the middle. There are a lot of people that are diehard book readers and diehard video game fanatics that were not a fan of this representation. <gasps> but to me, I say I feel like... I say poo-poo on you. <laughs> oh, I say I feel like Henry Cavill is like the perfect casting for Geralt of Rivia. And I, and I don't see how anybody else could think that that's not true because it's just... It's exactly the same character that you would want from this. Like it's like he, they ripped him straight out of the Witcher video games. Yeah, and it's it's stunningly perfect. I, I didn't think that he would be that way, but and the dude could fucking act. I've not seen a ton of Henry Cavill yeah, movies. You know either. what I mean? Like yeah. so. I mean, I, I don't really have too much to judge by. I didn't think he was like the world's greatest Superman by any means. No, but at the same time, like I said, you know that that was kind of my bar, and this exceeded. This made me be like. I really want to watch more Henry Cavill shit because this dude can act. He does a really good character act, yeah. you know, so I, I kind of want to see what else he's got going on. Um, cool. Storyline was great. Storyline was great. Uh, getting your Yennefer and everything, like, it all pulls together super well. I'm excited for uh, the next couple seasons. I know it's at least renewed for two and three um, to kind of see where that storyline kind of goes with everything. Uh, yeah. Cool. Great. What about you? Uh, Shit's Creek. The uh, the last season, season six, came out mm-hmm. uh, this year, but I actually hadn't even heard of this uh, show before this year. Yeah, uh, which I think this is also a show that ended up being a everybody catch up to. Yeah, and I think Mandy started watching it last year, it. and I watched... so it was uh, just a really cool show to get involved in. I had friends that started listening or watching it, and like, oh, this is funny, and I'd watch like one or two episodes here and there, and be like, this is good, and then like. After watching, you know, three, four seasons of just like clips of it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start from the beginning. And uh, yeah, holy cow, talk about a really good show. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's got a lot of lot of comedy genius in it with the with the Levies and uh, the Catherine O'Hara and, and everybody. Uh, my number one is The Mandalorian. Mine too. 
<laughs> who, yeah. who would have thought? Who would have guessed? <laughs> it's uh, not over as of right now. Not as of right now. It uh, will be over as of the end of this week. Yes. Uh, it is. It has been a consistently good season, I feel like. I, I've really enjoyed uh, the adventures, even the, the episodes that they say are kind of quote-unquote offshoots, you know, episodes and stuff i feel like who says that well regardless i feel like even if it's not a derivative like straight on the storyline kind of episode even that just one little tailing is great to consume what would have been an offshoot in this season just out of uh, curiosity that people are saying that. we'll say ice planet okay. ice planet episode with the spiders i gotcha like there was really no purpose to that. That's just kind of like a road show, like a road travel yeah. type thing. And we're just kinda, so. it's literally in between traveling from one planet to the next. And that, that happens, but there's not really a lot of content that goes on there other than I guess the important thing to me would have been like we that's when we first meet the rebels. The rebels that's what I say we're, we're establishing yeah. the presence of the rebels. Yeah. And they even show up later in the season and it yeah. wouldn't hold well if yeah. we didn't already establish that relationship. Right. Um, with that, I mean, it has a purpose. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think it's just like one of those things. It's like it's not a a huge purpose, I guess, but it's yeah. there. I think yeah. part. It seems like part of this entire season has been how messed up can we get the Razor Crest before we just blow it up? Yeah, <laughs> it's like how I'm how much. Curious, like, I wonder what we're gonna do for a, a new permanent ship, right? Yeah. yeah. At this, I point, don't think he's getting slave one. No, I don't think so that either. That doesn't seem feasible. But that'd be kind of cool, though, if it does end up <laughs> happening. I mean, yeah, I don't write it off. What was up with Boba Fett having, like, fancy boy armor all of, a, all of a sudden again? I think he got it repainted. Yeah, but I mean, like, it even looks nicer than it did in, like, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was Maybe just, like, it's, like, the sickest paint job. It was, like, it's as slick as his is now, well, almost. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, what kind of cash does he have now that he didn't have before? Like, nobody knows what Boba Fett's been doing because he's got the Slave One. Yeah. So it's not that he's been stranded on Tatooine. No. And so, like, what has he been doing all this time? It wasn't what Didn't they say the Slave One was... It, he didn't have it, have it, right? Oh, I don't know. It, I, maybe they said something. I just thought he I showed thought it up. Was like, it was like... I don't know if he, like, had the means to... He was able to get it. We still don't even know, like, full on how he got out of how the Sarlacc escaped, pit yeah. and stuff like that. Like, what ended up happening there. There's a lot of story in there. Yeah. And why didn't he just take his armor from Kyle? One of those things, too, that's, like, another surprising thing. We're not going to know more about his story to get fleshed out in a new series since we're getting all those other fucking yeah. series. It's not other. one of the other ones. Yeah. Which is really surprising because you're just like, there's a lot of story to tell, but we're just going to skip over it. Like, yeah. Boba Fett's here now, so that's that's that. And maybe they'll tell it in, maybe they're leaving open a movie. Maybe there is still, like, maybe there's still a thought of that. Or, yeah. uh, you know, maybe it's enough to just tell in a miniseries in a comic book. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that, or maybe he's still hanging out in season three and we learn then. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're just, they're just pulling that taffy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Love Mandalorian. Honorable mentions. Yeah, mine's uh, also, I had Shit's Creek here. I didn't start watching nice. it, really watching it, watching it until this year. Mandy, uh, I, I interrupted you earlier a little bit while I was, you were talking, and that's my bad. But uh, mm -hmm. Mandy was uh, started watching it sometime last year, kept talking about how good it is, and yeah. then blew through it, got caught up, and then like basically was re-watching it. She was like, this is my friends. This is my Always Sunny. Yeah. For, I was like, Always Sunny is that for me. Yeah. You know, that's my my office is Always Sunny. I could do that with any of those episodes mm -hmm. at any time. Um, 
but yeah, I, I've 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 won. I'm like a season and a half in. It's it's a great time. Everything about it, the writing is amazing on yeah. it. But yeah, I I fucking Dan Levy is great. I always like Eugene Levy, yeah. but Dan Levy is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Catherine O'Hara to me steals the show. Her character is fucking yes. awesome. Yeah. Moira is the best. Yes, she uh, is. And then also I put Ghost Adventures because we always have a fun yeah. time watching Ghost Adventures. And then uh, also it's kind of relevant because the Tiger King thing happened. I was going to say. <laughs> so I just want to pimp that out because there's even more Tiger King content that's consumed over. there. <laughs> um, my my honorable mentions are Animaniacs. Yeah. I've uh, been really digging. I'm halfway through the season now. Uh, it's uh, laugh out loud funny in, in parts. Uh, so I enjoyed I enjoys it. Nice. Uh, Celebrity Show Off, that little show they did on TBS, specifically uh, Kevin Smith's Son in Lockdown shorts that he did through that. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jason Mraz had some pretty awesome stuff, but really... I remember you talking about that now. Yeah, Kevin Smith was kind of the 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 reason for that one. And then Dummy, uh, the show on Quibi with Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Uh, the Dan Harmon uh, uh-huh. kind of show uh, with the, that's really good. I just don't know. I'm I'm still very curious as to what they're going to do with, with, with Quibi. It's hard to do the honorable mentions. Like you said before to me a couple of times, like five is hard. That's so hard. But at the same time, like, it keeps it that's tighter. why I was kind of like earlier, I was like, I want to do Animal Crossing slash this, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because Dummy was number six. I was like, that show is fire. Two more categories. Let's do this. It's done. Music. My number five is Thundercat. It is what it is. And I've talked about Thundercat a little bit. Um, the last time I think I actually talked about it was probably midway through the year. And he had released like just kind of a funny little single called Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Okay. It was a really catchy little number and stuff. This ended up on this album. But it's more of the same really good almost 70s psycho funkadelic stuff like you would get from like that kind of era, like almost, uh, what's his name? George Clinton. Oh yeah. Like that mm-hmm. kind of like that, that good of a level, like that uh-huh. kind of weird, funky slap bass yeah. to it. Um, but his voice is amazing for it. As far as like the R and B goes, just raise fits perfectly. It's really, really good. And I can't recommend Thundercat enough. What do you got for five? Uh, a little album called folklore by Taylor. Swift. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God. This it was weird that I said <laughs> Taylor Swift earlier. I just I held it for a little bit because remember when I was like, I've got a I've got an album on my top five that you're never gonna guess. No, uh, I wouldn't have. That just came out, right? No, folklore's been out since. Uh, what was the thing on August. Disney Plus? That's a that's a concert or it's a it's a okay. Se- it's session. That's for why folklore. I was thinking. It and was she just, just dropped another album this past yeah, week. the surprise one. Yeah. Evermore, yeah. I think maybe it's what it's called. Uh, it's the kind of sister album. Uh, but folklore. I, there's just something about that album. I figured out maybe part of it. So I'm I know who Taylor Swift is. We all do. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna here's my I'm gonna give you my argument for why this is a good album. Dude, uh, you don't have to have any argument. <laughs> it's fine. No, I know. But uh, but so she's obviously started out country, like yeah, pop country, like hardcore, yeah, absolutely. and then went into like just regular pop Full music. On pop. And so and she really balances like bounces like around a lot. Literally, of like kind of almost like pop folk music it's now? it's kind of just folky like yeah. it's not there's not a lot of polish to it yeah. it's it's still like clean and everything but there's not it doesn't sound like she's trying to be on the radio yeah. and there's some some songs in there there's a song called uh uh last great american dynasty or something like that is like a really good song that just has really good hooks to it i feel like sounds good there's a song called the one this like this opener on it I was just like, oh, these are like really good songs. And uh, I looked, and Jack Anatoff, 
who is the one third of fun mm-hmm. and then bleachers yeah. uh, is the guy behind bleachers it co-wrote and co-produced this out these both of these albums with her and i was like okay that, that maybe that, figure that out. maybe that's what's going on there a little bit and like i i like her there's nothing wrong with with some of the songs she did that song with brendan yuri on the last album before yeah. this that i really liked i thought mm-hmm. that was a good one so her pop stuff's good too but i was just like there's something about this folklore album that's just like got me really kind of like Shaking my, like I'm concerned, not concerned. I'm I'm, I'm confused as well, to why completely I'm different. Drawn to it and so another much. thing too, and that's what I was wanting to mention is like there's not in my mind a ton, a ton of really decent female folk artists. Absolutely, yeah. And it's mostly like whenever Alice you think is like the last. That's one what I'm talking really about. Think. That's what I mean. Like so I heard kind of leaning back on this and kind of mm-hmm. falling into that might end up being like her next niche yeah. that she needs. She could do that. As long as she wants, she could be eighty years old. And everybody knows. That. Everybody knows Taylor Swift now. Yeah, absolutely. And if she ends up turning into like a pop slash folk artist, mm-hmm. that could she could absolutely. be the next uh, Stevie Nicks. Yeah, next Stevie Nicks. I was getting ready to say like next Fleetwood Mac style. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But yeah, <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Yeah, she could be easily that. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that's not a not an issue at all. No. So I mean, Love maybe Stevie I need Nicks. to. I would. I'm not opposed to listening to it, especially yeah. if it's got that folky tone to it. Yeah. The next, this new one that just came out, I'm still lukewarm on. I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, but uh yeah check out folklore what's uh, your four my number four is joji's album nectar that just came out like a couple months ago it's uh yeah it's really good i've always been a huge fan of joji it's not as good as ballad one was that came out in 2018 i believe now um was to me it didn't hit like every single note like that album was completely mm. different completely unique there was a like several songs that had a little fa- samey feely to it but then there was enough sprinkled throughout that was giving you a completely different flair that was just like came out of left field that you didn't expect because it wasn't like matching suit um like this sprinkles. one this one kind of does that too but it kind of follows just down the same kind of path i see um kind of like the premiere i would say single off of it that sticks out to me that came out first with sanctuary and run and both of them are very kind of the same tone okay. if you will um but it's it's a really solid album i always love his voice it's it's really good another kind of r&b feel i guess mm-hmm. if you will to me but it's got that kind of anti-pop it's more modern it. than Absolutely. the other the other fella but uh yeah i dig it nice um according to youtube music my next <laughs> what oh yeah i forgot you did that um, oh, I could, if i would have gone on the spotify no if i would have gone on spotify my spotify would have been right with this probably too, been yeah, pretty, pretty much i was like i was like i need help with this it's and they close. kind of uh so aaron west and the roaring 20 uh roaring 20s came out with their live album live from asbury park in mm-hmm. august um and that is just a live album uh but it captures some really good live feelings especially in a year when you can't go to concerts yeah uh and ironically enough my last concert being an, a concert that dan campbell was uh singing at which was yeah. the wonder years concert uh so it was very cool to have a, a good capture of a, a small uh venue live show with did the wonder years have an album that came out this year too they did i'll talk about that in a little bit <laughs> <laughs> he's on both he's in the spot too <laughs> i mean dan campbell just kind of ru- rules my life at this point that's sometimes. okay uh what's your three uh, my number three is the front bottoms in sickness and in flames yeah did you like, get to listen to it all the way through finally yes absolutely nice, good multiple deal. times now nice. i really really like it this is uh to me i feel like uh kind of similar to what i said before it's a little bit more of a return to form yeah with uh uh oh my god why am i gapping on it what's the name of the Back album to the top 
Yeah, back to the top. You feel like it's the next one. Like, I feel yeah, like if we were going continuity-wise, this is number four. Yep. Like, this is where the next evolution should have been. I agree. And then maybe just lose the other one. Yeah. Going gray. Yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong with it, but it's kind of <laughs> no, like... No, but it's, it had it's an, not in it, order. Yeah, it had... Yeah, this is this is where the evolution... In that the, was their the Lulu. Yeah. If you're talking about Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Or Saint Anger. It's Saint Anger, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah no i mean it's it, like i said it was it, it's good it's good it's but just, at the same time this is better absolutely and like i said it, it made me it had a lot of tones that were very back on toppy to me and i was just like yeah. listening to that album multiple times now and then going back and listening to those two albums yeah. together and stuff it's almost like an a and b to me honestly nice. really now that cool. i'm thinking about it but it's it's an absolutely great album yeah. and it it's it should be higher but Honestly, you got some good stuff. Yeah, up there. I got I got two others that I really <laughs> dug into this year that kind of hit new to me. Yeah, and I really like that. Cool. So, uh, what you got on three? My three is the Wonder Years Burst into <laughs> K Volume Two, uh, which is the tour I did see them on. Uh, but yeah, so they went through. I debated on whether or not I was going to put their uh, my burst. number one is Dan Campbell's solo <laughs> album. <laughs> Ironically enough, I just discovered today that he did a Taylor Swift cover by himself. Nice. <laughs> somehow the one song makes it to the top it's not even an album it's just the single (laughs) but uh they did uh rehash some of their older songs uh this is their second go out of the burst and decay series is their uh, kind of acoustic unplugged versions of of uh full band songs yeah uh so it was really really good i there were some songs that they didn't hit on the first one that i was like oh i wonder what that would sound like and they kind of hit them up on there and so I, it's heavy on my rotation uh, these days. They did also put out a two-songer uh, just recently, uh, but that didn't make the list uh, just yet. I haven't got to learn those songs as, as well as I would like to. But yeah, that's my number three. My number two is uh, Joy Wave's newest album, Possession. Okay. Um, I've known that I like Joy Wave quite a bit, um, especially the vocalist, because I'd heard him in the past a long time ago on several different like featured Oh, I see. Um, on different things like the, what's his name? Big Data, the guy that does like, uh, mm-hmm. he makes beats and stuff like that. But he sang on a couple of songs for Big Data on his like second album. Gotcha. And I really like the guy's voice. And so I went and listened to some older Joy Wave, discovering it that I liked it. And then they had some new singles came out and then it kind of bled into this album. Front yeah. to back, it's just such a weird, unique roller coaster ride of an experience as okay. far as an album goes. It starts off really dark. Honestly, um, and it, it just kind of builds up from there and then it goes into like a song that's like straight up like synth wave nice. and his voice matches well with like it's anything like you just like play it, sing a song. That's this song, this genre. You good. <laughs> okay. You can sing this song on over a country song and it's his voice and you're just like, oh, right, cool. That's perfect. And it's like it, ha- it merges between like you've got this like dark song that turns into the synth wave song and then it goes into this full-on just as pop rock as you can get borderline almost just straight up pop cool and then it's got your just regular alt feel here yeah. it's just like it hits you with so many different notes there's not one song on there that's just consistently the same as any other yeah and it's really cool to have such a unique band that has such a big variety of sound all in this one compilation of an album i'll have to check them out I, I think you've talked about them before yeah I, I think maybe, and I was so confused, and this is how dumb I kind of feel now, because I was like, they've been around for a long long time? That yeah. would be Joy Division that I was thinking they've of. They've been around for a long time, and their <laughs> singer's been dead for a long time, too. <laughs> so I was like, maybe, how do I know this? But I think it's just because you talked about I did I, talk about Joy Division this year, too, because there was a point in time where I was listening to that, uh, the New Order or whatever, the the one big album. Oh, yeah. Um, and I listened to it's it quite a bit, too. It. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I will. I like what you're saying about that. I'll have to check it out. It's really good stuff. Cool. Uh, what about you? Front and Bottoms uh, in Sickness and in Flames is my number two. Uh-huh. Um, I'm told by YouTube Music that Everything Blooms was my anthem for the year. Everything Blooms. <laughs> but, I'm going to uh, say it's probably because it was the single and you listened to it more ahead of time. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do really like that song, though. It's good. It's uh, it's an opener, isn't it? And mm-hmm. also number one, yeah. so that kind of helps. I too. mean, just in general, it's it's like... Just a, a good single yeah. and just a good song. It doesn't Jury, matter. Did you? Uh, did I feel you? Like sometimes feel, people feel a little jaded about being like a single is a favorite song on their album. You know what I mean? All right, yeah. But I mean, like yeah. sometimes it's just like, hey, they did a good job picking what yeah. song is the best song yeah. on this album to put out, and it just is the yeah. best song on this album. <laughs> Jerk is a really like standout song on that album. Yeah, it's for really me. Good. like it's just I don't know why it's just kind of weird yeah. and like it has a a good vibe to it. But that was my two. What's your one? Uh, my number one is Nothing But Thieves' Moral Panic. That nice. just came out this last month. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, boss, that album's fucking amazing. <laughs> they have so much different flair and flavor, and their vocalist is like beyond crazy to me. If I was to describe this band to somebody and they wanted to know, like, what's the flavor, what's it sound like? If you took... Uh, Queens of the Stone Age and mixed it with Muse, that would be nothing but Thieves. Cool. And I'm talking about like the full album arc, like all, I think they've got four full albums out now. Mm-hmm. They're all fucking phenomenal. Really consistent. Really consistent, really good. His vocal range, like I said, it's it's up there. He can do shit that like Matthew Bellamy can do like easily. And it's really, really well-written shit. And some of the, like, especially on this new album, some of those guitar riffs just slap so fucking hard, just like a good Queens of the Stone Age nice. song. And it's got such, like, unique, like, what I had you listen to, Phobia. Mm-hmm. There's a song on there um, that I talked about a few months back that was another single that came out. It's called uh, Is, Every- Is Everybody Going Crazy? And that song has got such a good, like, like a really awesome, like, southern rock Queens of the Stone Age-esque uh, kind of guitar riff. But then whenever it gets into the chorus, it flips on a fucking dime and it almost sounds like he's Justin Timberlake. Uh, he's just like, yeah. everybody going crazy. That, yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> it's such good, good music. And uh, I I can't stress on it more. I didn't really start listening to this band. I've listened to other stuff of theirs over the years. Yeah. But I didn't really start getting into them until like the very beginning of the year. Um and listens to their Broken Machine album, and it's 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 front to back is is amazing, amazing. But this one rivals it easily. Like nice. it's really, really mm-hmm. good. What about you? Uh, number one, you guessed it, Halsey's, <laughs> Halsey's <laughs> Manic album uh, came out earlier this year, and uh, I know that it's probably not as versatile as those, but very versatile album, and that there's a lot of like there's a couple of songs that are just like acoustic, kind of like with mm-hmm. some beats and whatnot. To uh, there's a couple of just straight up rock songs with like she's a talented lady electric guitar and everything and uh, I, Halsey just does it for me in all realms. This album is really cool and I think was a big uh, kind of step for her as far as like opening up about like her bipolar disorder and things like that. And I mentioned it before, but I I really do want to listen to this because I want to get you you praise her so much and I I really respect your musical yeah. ear bones. Uh, so that way I know like there's gotta be something here that I listen to because anything that I've listened to from hers I'm like it's very 
something something about it just kind of screams very samey to a lot of other pop stuff. I got you. But maybe they're just not listening to the right shit. It could be. But I mean, like, I, yeah. I want to hear it because I want to know where you're coming from with stuff like that. Yeah. Like the Taylor Swift thing, I would never give Taylor Swift after all the other shit that's come out. Yeah. Like, hey, no, no, no. You know, I wouldn't give it really the time of day. You it's like not Shake really It Off? Not at all. Oh, um, I like that song a lot. Uh, but I mean, like, I would go <laughs> and listen to the folk thing just to see what it sounds yeah. like because I love a good folk album. Yeah. Yeah, um, Halsey, man. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, I don't know how, but they found me. Razzmatazz. Yeah. Uh, the Rex had their full album come out called Infinitely Ordinary. The T? Huh? Rex? The Rex. Just the Rex. Just the Rex. And they... With a W. The, uh, oh. the Rex. <laughs> I'm thinking like... Not what? R-E-X. No, no. Short arms. Not short arms. No. No, the Rex. Like I got in a car wreck. That makes more yeah, sense. The Rex. Infinitely Ordinary. Uh, the Weekends After Hours. Yeah. Um, Ninja Sex Party came out with the the Prophecy and Intervals album that just came out uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, Syracadian, which I listened to a couple times full, and it's really, really solid. Cool. Uh, mine, mine ended up being more uh, singles. Uh, it's kind of where I put this genre. This, uh, this I would say if you do singles, there might be some of yours that might be sprinkled oh, in mine, be. I would Absolutely. assume, too. 21 Pilots Level of Concern. Yeah. They had uh, that new Christmas song come out. Did you really hear it? Good. Yeah, it's Christmas really good. Today, yeah, I, I love called. it. <laughs> uh, uh, System of a Down put out a two-songer. I didn't. The Protect prom- the Land. Protect the Land humans. was okay, but the genocidal was Fucking great! Right on the same. I knew we would. Holy be. shit, dude! That I was knew, amazing. I knew we would have the exact after, same opinion after it about hit, this. After that one hit, I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I've missed this." <laughs> Foo Fighters, shame, shame. We're gonna get a full album yeah. coming out, but In I really February. Think this, I think that's I think February twenty first. Medicine like at Midnight. I think is the name. Yeah. of the, the I, album. The shame, shame song is good, but it's kind of boring. I've listened to it a handful of times yeah. now, and after and they played on the radio. Yeah, it's like after a bit, I was just like, I kind of get it doesn't pick up. Yeah, and it just kind of stays the same, which is it fine. Does. But at the yeah. same time, I'm like, it gets a little boring. It doesn't after climax. A while. No. Yeah, you like a climax. I like a good climax. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> this wildlife put out a couple of new songs this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing hurts like love for the first time. Everybody hurts. And coffee for your head. Uh, those are both. I dig this wildlife a lot, lot. So. Oh, I guess uh, shout out. out to Basement because I just told you yes, I discovered basement, that was absolutely. fucking amazing. I like that, that too. That will probably end up being one of my tops next year. Yeah. And then uh, that AJR, that band, uh, did yeah. that Bang song. Mm-hmm. I really I, I know it's probably like it's overplayed. And they, play, whatnot, they play it quite a bit on... Uh, I don't listen to radio, so nothing. Yeah, they ever play gets it quite overplayed. a bit on all two K and stuff, and I, I, I mind. I don't mind some of the AJR stuff that yeah. they play on. There, I like honestly. a lot of AJR, but that that Bang song that came out this year, yeah. it's like, oh, that's it's so. not bad. And the most, uh, what's most. This, what's the section called? Uh, what's the honorable, honorable mentions? The most honorable of mentions is an audio piece of work that came out that was not music, oh. but was the Sandman audiobook. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were classified. <laughs> it's it's audio. <laughs> I guess it's a book also, too, so it could be there, but... Oh, yeah. I went audio with it. <laughs> I forgot to put it in my honorable mentions. I have a I have a book that I was going to put in there, a standard book. I got some standard books. I didn't put any standard books in my five. I agree. Because comics I... are more important. <laughs> Absolutely. Pictures are great. <laughs> Pictures are better. <laughs> Let's talk about the comics, though. Uh, my number five, uh, and we, we talked about this precursor ahead of time. I guess I should preface it going into this. I've read so much this year that are old yeah. series trying to play catch up. So there's a lot of old series that would just be literally the series in general mm-hmm. in my five yeah. here. So that's kind of how I'm kind of going with it. And there's some new stuff sprinkled in, but um, 
my number five is Harrow County, the entire series. I've yeah. read through all of it, and I've read through the new first the trade of The Tales, which yeah. is, uh, it follows, uh, I can't think of her name right off the top of my head right now. Ellie. Is it? No, it's not Ellie. It's the old, the witch? No. I'm no, just, it's following the, 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 uh, the, the, the girl, the, the, the black friend, her, her friend that's oh, like her yeah, best friend. Yeah. Son, and she's older now. Yeah. Um, okay. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's that whole series. You recommended it to me. You're like, it's good. It's spooky time. It's October. You should try it out this trade. I read it and I was just like, cool. I'll, I might as well just go ahead and try out the next one. It's not on unlimited, but it was on sale for like five bucks. Yeah. And then I was just like, I might as well just read the whole rest of the series. Cause it's fucking amazing. That like- story was so good, dude. Like there's no reason like that easily could be a series, like oh, a TV yeah. series in no I think problem. Sci-fi was trying to pick it up. Yeah. I think I might be wrong, but I feel like that they were working on Cause yeah, it was. I don't feel like I've not watched it enough sci-fi series to say that's a good home for that. I, don't I mean, know. I really don't know. I, uh, cause I was really, if you told hoped- me like stars, they'd be like, that makes sense because <laughs> I knew that the I knew that that book was so good, yeah. and I was like, hopefully they don't fuck up that series. And I had issue one, and I was like, that could be a Walking Dead issue one, like yeah. essentially, because I got I get excited about that because yeah, there's rarely a time as when you read comic books that like you or I read that you're really buying an investment book. Mm-hmm. It's just you end up accidentally having an investment book more than anything. Yeah. But the storyline that goes in that, like yeah. you think it's like so like after the first book, it's a really good story, but you can kind of like if you were going to guess based off of that first trade that you're like, this could be a one note story. But then it like takes several turns and you're just like, oh my God, the character yeah. building is really cool. Well, it's kind of like what you said about... um What's the the Kirkman uh, alien oblivion song? Yeah, you said that about that too. It's like mm-hmm. could have been an easily just a wrapped up story, but then yeah. they took some turns that really were just like yeah. Well, like the end of that, like where I had left off prior to starting reading again, whenever yeah. I finished that second trade, was when they kind of introduced the aliens. Yeah. In there. It was like kind of like they had this big, huge wrap up, and then like the last page was the first time you see that. Yeah, and it's kind of just like somebody Mind was drop. like. Somebody was just like, all of a sudden, was just like, and that's when the aliens arrived. <laughs> like, you're just like, as they're happily ever after. But then the aliens were here now. And then you're just like, what? Yeah. But then the whole alien subline's been really cool, too. It's unique. Yeah. It's really awesome story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fucking Harrow County is, like, hands down an easy, like, easy read. It's a yeah. really cool, really unique story. I cannot speak on it enough. It's really good. Uh something that came out of left field because I was just expecting to read something and be like, all right, cool. It's like a little one-off, yeah, you know, I was going to read. I was just like, no, no, I'm invested. I'm going to read all <laughs> eight of these books and then I'm going to start reading the next one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number five is Odds of Living, uh, which is a little uh, indie book that you can find on, uh, what's that app called? I'm going to I'm gonna mess it up while I'm trying to, on Webtoon. Uh, it's uh, from my friend what Bree. What was the other app that you talk about? Sorry. I don't know. What are you the about? one that you scribbed. Oh, Scribd? Scribd. Yeah, yeah. Scribd's cool. Yeah. Scribd's okay. They're getting better for their comics, but they're not yeah. like, they got a lot of mango. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it because you were talking about it to me at one point in time, yeah. but I've never checked it out yet. And yeah. I wanted to see, I wanted to see what it was like. Do it and do it under like Dude, when you're ready. I can't tell you now that I've got this Pixel 5, how much I miss the comics out app on here. Just being able to buy shit from yes. here immediately. Yes. It's so much right. nicer. I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, when you want to dive into Scribd, uh, let me know. I'll send you a link. That way you get, I think you get like two months free, and I get a month free because nice. you got two months free. Yeah. Um, so I know Comixology know. has like 
I think Attack on Titan and stuff like that yeah. too. But I think I might just like do that and try it out, yeah. especially if they have a lot of other manga. You can get two months for free. Try yeah, it out. might as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, Odds of Living is uh, by Brie Illustrated, uh, which is my friend Brie Pay. Um, Brie Pay. Brie Pay. Uh, but it's a little, uh, little weird little monster book where it's kind of just putting this little vampire, uh, monster into kind of real world situations. The first issue, uh, he forgets his friend's birthday and he's like, oh shit. Like I don't, and then he goes to the blood would you, bank. Would you think you, would you classify this as a Garfield like, um, Probably not quite Garfield. No, um, like I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to like dismiss it. I'm just Mondays. talking about. I mean, no, no, no. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm trying. Like to where think. it's like your story is summed up in like these couple panels. It's it's you know longer than that. Like because it, it's it's kind of the. I don't know if this is all webtoon books or if it's just her specifically, but yeah, it's got a, a top down scroll instead of a page over, and so oh, that's cool. The story kind of is told long ways. Long ways. Yeah. And so, like when you scroll up, you see like it's a almost like it's almost like you've got like a like a notepad, and yeah. you're like flipping the page that way. Like somebody made a comic book, yeah. and you're just notepadding it. Exactly. And I can't imagine that all of those comics are that way. It's probably how she's got it formatted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, cool, it's just a real cool like little like. How much is monsters. her? How much is her stuff? It's free. Oh, it's free. Yeah, it's all oh, free cool. on Webtoon on the app Webtoon. Uh, and Brie Illustrated is just uh, B R and then Illustrated. If you uh, think about it, uh, drop it in the. In the the show link, in the, the show notes and stuff, maybe Absolutely. you can link it to yeah, the webtoon so idea. people can just download yeah. it. Her uh, fun fact: her grandpa mm-hmm. is the guy who is had, your grandpa. No, <laughs> no, is the one who had the the Cialis song that we had on our 69th oh, episode. That's, that's awesome. her grandpa that <laughs> that let us use that song for the show. <laughs> Full circle, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I forgot that I'm going. <laughs> You're okay. My number four. <laughs> <laughs> My number four is Lock and Key. Um, I started talking about this at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. prior to the series coming out. Yeah. I was finishing it up because I started it at the end of t- 2019. Okay. And the series started in February, I believe. Sounds about right. I think right. it's whenever it dropped. Because um, I was right like right at the, t- the beginning of January, I was basically finishing it. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you all about it and shit. Um, so I still want to kind of give that an honorable mention, but also tied in with that is Pale Battalions Go. Woo, woo. It was fucking phenomenal so far. It's really awesome. And I think I mentioned this in a text uh, today, maybe even, or the other day, mm-hmm. where I was saying, like, it's it's so cool to see all of these unique keys and different properties yeah. being used so often and all at once. Yeah, they're using them. They're, like, actually, like, yeah. actively using them, where the main story just wasn't. It was part of, like, oh, we discovered this yeah. key. What does it you do? You find one key per, like, maybe trade yeah. or two keys per trade, and then they might use it. But, like, John Versus is, like, using the keys. A like, fucking fistful of keys. He, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like, he's, like, combining shit. And, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we've talked about, like, he had the shadow crown flying on the wings. <laughs> he's, like, going up to somebody and doing the fucking, what's the fire key called? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of it. He's like turning, yeah, and then burn up or something like that. He's just using them like willy-nilly left and right. Yeah, he's using it literally like an arsenal. And it's so awesome Mm -hmm. seeing that be done that way. Um, Something I didn't know that I wanted that uh, just because the story in general was so good. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, just franchise in general, it's such a good story. Absolutely. Yeah, we got one more episode episode issue of that to go. Mm -hmm. And then we'll Uh, get our crossover. And then we get our crossover. Woot. Uh, my number four was Batman: The Adventure Continues. The adventure. Uh, this is 
animated series. Yeah, it's style. animated series. So yeah. they uh, they kind of just picked up and they're starting to do. I think it's kind of in tandem with a toy line that they were trying to do with oh. like the Batman animated series, like yeah. style of characters they never did. Yeah, and so they start putting these out. Uh, kind of at the beginning of COVID time, uh, DC kind of really did a flip over to pushing out their digital sales of like weekly 99 cent comics to continue a story. And this was one of them like from the beginning. And I hopped onto it hardcore. And I was those, like, I really like that. Are those toys readily available still? Like, no, do they make know. them? I was going to say that would be something I would be interested in getting yeah. actually like trying to collect because I love that look and aesthetic. They did, like, and like Deathstroke really cool. um, yeah. and uh, like Red Robin, like things that like they really Yum. didn't. <laughs> I wonder if they ever did a joke like that. They had to. They have, had right? to. If I would assume. <laughs> like somebody's like, "Where's Red Robin?" They're like, "Yum." <laughs> he walks up, and that's what he says. <laughs> but I, you know, I I know the comic industry is just kind of topsy turvy uh, now. Yeah. Last couple of years, whatever. Uh, the fact that DC really put a lot of focus into original content on mm-hmm. a weekly basis, to where you can go, just like a TV show, Me? you can. You me can go can spend ninety nine <laughs> cents or eighty nine cents if you've got Comixology uh-huh. Unlimited because it's got that ten percent discount on there. But Chad, um, if I if I listen to Sarah McLaughlin, I could use that same change to save a poor, <laughs> defenseless child in Africa. This is true. <laughs> uh, you are, uh, but you know I'm gonna read the comic. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I just like the idea that you can check in on it weekly, and it's it's a lot easier to swallow 89 cents weekly than it is uh, the whole dollar. Literally? The coins just go down super easily. Uh, no, but yeah, so I, I really dug that. I got involved in, and you, you try new things when it's 89 cents. Like, I bought, when DC rolled out all of their, their weekly, because they had like one for every day of the week, and I was buying all of them for like the first couple of weeks. Yeah. So I was like, let me see what sticks, what doesn't. I obviously kicked out the Superman book because I just don't care about Superman. I don't know why. I don't really either, I just honestly. Can't do it. <laughs> I've tried so many times. I don't know what it is about that storyline that I just can't yeah, dive into. Just, I, I know I people like, who love I, him. I know, but I like I like his villains and the side characters more than I like him. Yeah. Like I'm more interested in like like Brainiac and Lobo and yeah. all these other people that are side characters yeah. than I actually like the main thing. Yeah. The most the most thing that I like that was Superman was Smallville. Oh. And he wasn't sm- he wasn't actually Superman until like the last two episodes. Yeah. I like my favorite Superman thing is the Red Sun, which is like yeah. the most anti Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the Russian Superman yeah. and they've got to take him down. Uh yeah. So but I really like these weekly ones and uh I hope they continue to do more mm-hmm. of this kind of thing. Um yeah. Uh my number three is the series The Boys. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. So many curveballs thrown in that entire series. Nice. And I mean, I, I guess I could have put it on my TV, but That's I, what think, I was wondering. I'm, well, the first season, well, I, I guess I should have put it up there because it was it is great. And yeah. I love it to death. Um, but it, it came out last year, so mm-hmm. I guess I was trying to keep it. You were just kind of keeping twenty twenties. Yeah, whenever it came to stuff that I actually had stuff, you <laughs> yeah. know, that I, I got like, it. Let me use it. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was at with it. And otherwise that that might have even been like that would have been number two easily. Yeah. Like cool. I would have bumped down other shit and moved that in its yeah. way because it was it, this series is well, well done. Um Hey, that's the title of the show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it should end the episode, but I don't wanna um yeah, the boys is, is fantastic. It's such a good way to take a superhero story 
and then be like, hey, your superheroes are fucking dick bags, but we're here to put them in line. Nice. <laughs> it's just so, so cool and weirdly satisfying that you just like, it's almost like that kind of same feeling where you're just like, hey, the high school jock that everybody loves, but you know he's a douchebag behind uh-huh. the scenes. And then you have somebody that's actually there that's able to beat them down. And it's just kind of that kind of a satisfying feel in, in that way. But nice. uh, the story is great. Um, like I said, it's such crazy. The the big cusp of like the big, big, like the huge spoiler at the very end of like the storyline of what kind of culminates like right at the very end of things it, it is such a huge twist. And then you're like, holy shit, this is the whole like this is what's happened. This, this is the entire, thing. Yeah. This is the thing. And then you're like kind of that was the climax. And then you that kind of resolves. And then you're just like, oh, there's a whole other trade. There's one other climax that you didn't even see coming that was just even bigger than that one. You're just like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, it's double climaxed, and you didn't anticipate it. Nice. And you always know that kind. a double climax at least has to make it number three. <laughs> uh, my number three is a little bit of a combo. It's the dreaming slash the dreaming waking hours, which is the uh, little miniseries they had after that. Yeah. Um, you know, there we, we kind of talked about the same in universe as a whole. Uh, last mm. year as, as a, just a black hole right in the middle of everything. Um, and if I were to pick one, I think I'd even said before is like the dreaming was the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, they really got to stretch their wings or whatever uh, with the world. The dreaming, I like, I just hate that. I didn't think of the dreaming as like a concept It's like, there's a world where all the dreams are and yeah. all that shit. Like, he can Neil can have the endless like it's awesome and he deserves it, but nobody deserves the damn good idea of the dreaming yeah. and the fact that it just is a world of like endless opportunities, endless, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just and you can do whatever you want with it. And the what they do with how they they tell the stories of Cain and Abel and the the new characters that they bring into it and. Daniel's off the the new uh Sandman yeah. is off you know doing his thing being depressed and so they're kind of stuck in the same thing again where why is Daniel not there and they don't have a ruler and what happens and but there's more to this story than like the Sandman is you know Sandman's he's trapped and that's it there's something even crazier going on with Daniel and you get to see that all the way through up to issue 20 when he finally kind of comes back and yeah. and whatnot um, and then the waking hours is they start getting these ideas, like not these ideas, but the, the way that they're handling this material is just like what happens when your nightmare forgets something or leaves something in the real world when he's visiting somebody's dream yeah. or like all these these concepts are just so cool and they just seem like well fuck why didn't i think of that like it's amazing ideas well, like they took like a mar the marvel's what if concept and did yeah. it with the dreaming <laughs> and it's just like yeah it's just all of these just cool really cool things and now uh i really hope that they continue because waking hours is over but like what what are they gonna do after that because they're kind of the sandman universe is kind of done is neil still write all that stuff as well no, too or is he no, kind of like he, let off creative reign yeah he kind of he uh what's that called when you kind of not that he's not the editor but he was kind of taking the ideas and going like, like a producer here's what i would yeah a little bit yeah. like a comics producer yeah uh kind of like how gerard way was handling executive the, producer yeah no <laughs> gerard way was uh handling all of the young animal stuff it's like he wrote a couple books Neil wrote the... He basically uh, gave them the groundwork, the concepts yeah. there and stuff. And he was just like, 
uh, I can kind of help you out a little yeah. bit if you have like mm-hmm. you can bend my ear if you need it. But I mean, it's kind of yours to play yeah. with. Curator, that's the word they there use. There you go. Yeah. They use the word curator. Yeah. Uh, but he wrote the. There was a book called Sandman Universe Number One. He wrote that book, which kind of like established the world. Um, and then everybody else kind of took it from there. But yeah, I just don't know what they're going to do with everything because it's all generally done now. Lock and key. Uh, and so and they'll, open up, they'll open up the yeah. door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got lock and key going into it. It's like, okay, what are we really going to do next? Because uh, I don't think you need, you don't need four or five books with it. But a, a dreaming book still needs to exist so that you can have avenues for all of these characters and all these worlds. You I don't think it'll ever go away. I mean, there's, there's so it'll many. I'm just saying in general, like. There's so many different avenues for them to kind of travel down and and kind mm-hmm. of see what's what. And there's so many different writers that can have their own unique idea. Yeah, absolutely. That is, you know, brilliant for even yeah. if it's just one offs and shit like that. Yeah, that's true. The one shots of everything or collect just like here's a collected edition of whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the the original Dreaming series ended in, I think, 2001. Yeah. Which I didn't realize it went that far originally. Um, And so we had what a. a I think 18s when the new version of everything came out. So you had a, a 17 year gap between mm-hmm. dreamings. Uh, yeah. Hopefully I don't see that long of a gap again. But Since system of down did that. That's true. <laughs> What's your number one? Uh, my number two. Oh, your number two. Sorry. My number two is sweet tooth. Again, <laughs> another series brought to, uh, brought to light from you yeah. to me, a little Jeff Lemire. Yes. Fucking gem of a man. So I love that guy now <laughs> so much. He's a wonderful human. Uh, so I put series and now return because yeah. I've, I've enjoyed what we've gotten thus far, which is, I think, two now. Yeah, the return is what's made read, it to I didn't read list. the second one yet. Two's um, good. It starts to make a lot more sense. Does it? Good. Yeah. I was wondering why Big Man came back. <laughs> so I was just like, a, what the hell is going on? a lot more sense. I read it actually last night because I was like, oh, if I'm going to put... Because I'm uh, sweet tooth. The return is my number two. Your number two. Um, and so if I was like, if I'm gonna put that on there, I really want to be caught up with yeah what I'm what I'm doing on there. And so I went ahead and I just read it real quick while I was on the pooper. Yeah. And uh, and I'll read it again because I I feel like I need to go back and finish. I need to reread the ass end of sweet yeah. tooth again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the regular series like, but once they get up to Alaska, like I just want to like kind of get all that back again like, alaska and then like your post yeah like sweet tooth's an adult and exactly then, yeah. yeah um because you finished it i think a lot more recently yes absolutely. and mine's not super longer but maybe like three four months ago is mm-hmm. when i finished it when yeah. you get super pumped about it it gets me to go back and i'm like yeah. you're like i really like this and i'm like i need to go catch up because <laughs> like, <laughs> i want to talk about it with you and so like i it kind of kicks me in the ass to get back into it but uh i'm I bet things will even make more sense with it being as fresh as it is for you yeah. um, as things kind of come together. Maybe not on issue two, but even further. I'm, I'm imagining con- that kind of Conceptual thing. wise, like concept wise, just from the return standpoint, yeah. I mean, we could talk about that. I mean, I, yeah. I, there's the, Sweet Tooth is just such a fucking gem of a book in so general. Good. Like, it's such a good story. It's such a weird, unique concept. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, it's, it's one of those things at the same time. It's another, like, what do we call that? Road Lone Wolf and ro- Road show type oh, thing? Road trip kind of thing. Road trip. Yeah. yeah I was going to say road show. Antique road it's show. It's antique road show. <laughs> it's another road trip thing. Yeah. And the road trip is like definitively, I guess, to me, the best way yeah. to tell a story. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's I so agree. good. Because like any any good story, as far back as fucking Frank Elbaum writing Wizard of Oz, 
is yeah. a road trip story full on. And you're like, yeah, that's why it's a classic. Yeah. You want to travel. You want to get uh-huh. to the Emerald City. Traveling and getting to a location, point A to point B, and telling yeah. the story and picking up unique comrades yeah. along the way is the best thing to do. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like definitively. I mean, like, a journey. my top Absolutely. two have this, mm-hmm. basically. And yeah. Sweet Tooth is is no exception. The, the characters are awesome. The villains are even more fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was great. Yeah. I, I fucking, I loved the, uh, the villain inside the, for the dam. Mm-hmm. Whenever they first meet the guy and yeah. he's crippled, That's but right, he's not yeah. really crippled. Yeah. He's really the shithead that is yeah. outside yeah. <laughs> and he's not like the Greenpeace people or whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, I kind of saw it coming, but the same way whenever it first had it happen and I was just like, oh fuck, it's going to get horrible yeah. really fast. Absolutely. But it is such a good story. Yeah. The whole cusp of like the whole climax of getting to alaska learning the lore mm-hmm. getting the story of uh the past like the 1912 or yeah. whatever storyline of them going to there the first time and then taking place like a hundred years later yeah. almost um of the disease kind of spreading out from then at point that point that's where i could see another series is like them going like past yeah and doing something like a, a little mini or something would be kind of cool yeah but the return's great too. I really like the concept of it being like something that's like they're keeping him in captivity. They're yeah. they're studying him. So I don't really know what the the flip is with it because we know that there's a bigger yeah. world out there. There's no other monsters or not monsters, but hybrids like him, really. Yeah. That we know of, truly. I can't wait until you read the second and issue. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the character that we've known have been dead for a long time looks exactly like him uh-huh. is there. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, it's such a it's such a cool concept. If they're revealing what they're revealing in two, I have no idea what they're gonna do with the rest of this. Is like, it's gonna be wild. It's like it, it, this this series, and um, I guess maybe it's it's almost kind of a samey feeling that I get whenever I watch like Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, you you have this cool, unique perspective stories. You're just like, oh my god, I can't believe they just brought in the dark saber. Yes, you know, surely they're like they would never bring in like Ahsoka Tano, or they would yeah. never bring in. <laughs> Boba, you know, Fett. Boba Fett or uh what's the what's the chick's name? I can't think of her name right now. The other uh Mandalorian lady. The oh squad. yeah, um uh, what's oh, her name? Bo-Katana. Bo-Katana. Yeah. Yeah. So I would never like I mean, they've got the dark saber. Surely they wouldn't bring in Bo-Katana because <laughs> they've got this yeah. you know history there that was hers at one point in time, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And then they went ahead and did it. They're just <laughs> like you know, just kind of get these giddy little surprises Absolutely. that kind of come in. And you're just like, oh my god, they brought in Ahsoka, and it's just so good. Oh my god, they're gonna make a whole TV series. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, awesome. It's so good. What's your number two? My number two was Sweet Tooth. The return. Oh, it was the yep. Return. Okay, yeah, yep. you said that. What's I your love number it when we line up? Number one, my number one is Lock and Key and Bata- Impale Battalions. Go nice. Um, mostly because this is gonna get me to a Sandman Lock and Key crossover. Yeah. Like, since I can't say that because it hasn't yeah. doesn't exist yet, it's like. This is, they're clearly giving us an end to say, we're telling you all these stories about John Locke and about his family and how all of this. Oh my God. I just put that together. I don't know why it took me so long. His what? name is John Locke. That's, that's the, John Locke is the, the character from Lost. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, did that exist <laughs> like, before Locke and Key? Like, did they get the name John Locke from maybe, like, maybe, I mean, I'm yeah. just curious about that now. It's spelled uh, the same way, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that this is clearly where they're going. Like, I, I have a, a strong feeling that we are going to see 
the crossover as almost a sequel to Impale Battalions Go. Like it's all same timeline. It's all golden. Like yeah, it's all going to be in that same little bundle of of stories. This is another thing that's kind of harping harkens back to. I'm going to go ahead and say, same man's my number one. Same man's easily. Nice. It's cool. my number one. I'm just going to go ahead and say it because awesome. I'm not going to keep talking We're all about in it. The same mindset. <laughs> uh, I didn't start reading. Reading. I read parts of uh, Preludes and Nocturne probably maybe ten years ago. Yeah. Um, enjoyed what I read. Put it down. Never mm-hmm. even picked it back up. Started reading it this year, could not put it down. Nice. I read through that entire series, and we talked about it on the show as yeah. I was reading through it. It is such a phenomenal, phenomenal storyline, and the fact that that came from one man's mind is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, it is, like, almost fucking, to me, like, this is beautiful in a way that Tolkien came up with his oh, yeah. entire Middle Earth universe. Like, this is that level of shit. Like, this, is that, this gets me that level of giddy. He is a... Modern day Tolkien. Yeah, he's a modern day Tolkien. He's a modern day Lo- Lucas. You know, yeah. he, he's a he's a huge prevalent story builder that I was just like, I didn't know I needed him until now I have him yeah. and now I need him. And it helps that he's a pretty good human being and uh, yeah. funny and nice and uh, all that on top of it. But I mean, like, it's such a just great immersive universe. And it's one of those things like I feel like with Lock and Key and with this, not just tying them together, I'm talking about, I'm just in general, like they could tell... 50,000, three, you know, like a trilogy, like they're doing with Pale Battalions. Mm-hmm. They could keep doing that with past events yeah. that happened in the house. I didn't, I wasn't, I was lukewarm on the family when they started in Pale Battalions. I was like, oh, is this really where we're going to be yeah. at? And by the end of the first issue, I'm in. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, like not even just family. centered around them. They could do like young adventures of, uh, what's what's the dad's name? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah What's yeah. his face? Uh, yeah. The, like the kid's dad. Tyler's the, dad, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the, the kid's dad. Like they could do young yeah. adventures of them whenever he's first discovering it, not even showing the high school kids. Yeah. And eventually, uh, what's his uh, The brothers. Dodgers, just, kind of, just the brothers. And then them kind of discovering it. They could do a whole series on that, and I would eat that shit up. They could do it from centered around that family or centered around those keys. Mm-hmm. And I would want to read it because it's so interesting. Yeah. Give it to okay. a different artist. Give yeah. it to a different writer. Like, see what happens. And it's the same thing with, there's no, I mean, like, obviously it's easy to see yeah. that like something like Sandman, they, they did a one-offs or not one-offs, but series about uh death. There's so many, like, you know there's I mean? like, so there's much spin off like in the Sandman yeah. universe that like, I'd, I'd strive to want to yeah. like read it all. Like, but I want to know so more about so many of those different There's a characters. destiny mini series. Yeah. I want to know like, that. Like, <laughs> like he, you know, hardly nothing about him yeah. really. And I, I want, no, yeah. it's interesting to me to find more as, as shitty of a shithead desire is. I want to know more about desires yeah. because it's kind of a cool concept. There's like 70 issues of the first dreaming series. Yeah. Uh, I, I went back and read, uh, like the first issue of the original, like house of whispers, mm-hmm. like before any of this that they like took Cain and Abel from. Yeah. It's good. Like yeah. it, it lines up. Like they write those characters so, to like he writes them just like they were written yeah. in the seventies. Yeah, and it's like holy shit! Like the the no wonder you like these characters is because they already existed and he just made them better. Like and tied them into a world that was even bigger than you could have ever, ever yeah. imagined. And like all the side characters have something to love about them too. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not not just one. 
all of them. <laughs> like fucking the, the Sandman. I'm talking about like Cain and Abel's awesome. Yeah. Lucian's fucking dope. Lucian's Matthew the Raven's cool yes. as shit. Getting like in like Matthew the Raven is the is the choir. He's the voice of the people. Yeah. He asks the questions of Dream mm-hmm. and all of these other characters because he doesn't know. Absolutely. And he wants to know. And he's asking the important questions. You're like, yeah, Matthew, why the fuck is this going on? And then he asks it, and then Lucian tells you in a very intelligent way, and you might have a flashback, mm-hmm. and it's cool as shit to learn. Yeah. I mean, all of these, the Corinthian, yeah. cool, awesome character, yeah. bad, like, villain at first, and then he comes back, he's, like, reborn, and he's, a like, awesome, yeah. like, sidekick to, like, Matthew and all yeah. of them. I'm just like, this is dope. Yeah. The Corinthian comes back in House of Whispers, the the one of the newer uh-huh. books. He's like kind of a. Not I don't a main know if we talked about. It. Did you see that the Sandman series has a dream that got cast? Uh, really? Yeah, I'll have I to find that. it to show you. It's some like a, kid. Like a Morpheus dream, like yeah, the Morpheus dream. Like wow. it, the kid looks like I've seen him like pictures with longer hair. Yeah. I was just like. Yeah, I could, really this good. could be pulled off easily. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. He's from some other like indie movies and stuff, but okay. that's I think he's like the official cast. So I'll look it up in a second. But Very cool. uh, tell me your uh, your honorables and stuff. While My I do honorables. That. Uh, we got some real books. We got some uh, comic books in here. So comic books. We got Youth, the Comicsology Unlimited or Comicsology Original Series uh, about the kids who kind of get involved in a meteor uh, crashing and they get powers and stuff like that. Just kidding. Um, Tom Sturridge. Tom Sturridge. Yeah, is our can, new dream. But you can tell, like straight out, like he's got I, good the, bone structure. Yeah, for he it. could one hundred percent easily portray Dream. He's not in that. He's not in that as an ad. But yeah, I mean, that's a, he's yeah. in a lot of. He's in Pirate Radio. I wonder if he's um, got some height to him. If he's like a, I'm not sure. I don't know if it really gives me that level of. No, that's okay. They put detail. It, five five ten. foot ten. So not super uh, tall. No, I mean he's two inches shorter than me. Looks like he's taller than me, but. That doesn't say much. <laughs> um, other yeah. honorables are uh, Harley Quinn's uh, Black, White, and Red, which was another mm-hmm. like weekly series that I really enjoyed. They had different uh, different uh, creative teams every week on theirs, and so I dug that. Uh, the Oz Marvel series, the the whole like yeah, twenty nine two thousand nine to twenty fourteen yeah. run, read all of that. This over the, the I did kind of like what you did and kind of jammed a bunch mm-hmm. of it was that was really cool. With Scotty Young. Um, and then some uh, real books. Uh, I Would Leave Me If I Could, which is Halsey's. Raw Box. Uh, Raw Box. Uh, she made it into another co- character she category. She's going to EGOT. She's going to EGOT, EGOT all over this place. She made a. Uh, <laughs> she did a, a poetry book. And uh, it's really yeah. good. I, it's a really good little book there. Um, Pendulette's Presto. I cannot believe that that was this year that I read that. Because I remember talking to you about. Uh-huh. Uh, the healthy like eating and that was and all stuff. this year that you talked to me about yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. And, it seems uh, so long ago. Really, that, it all does. <laughs> it does. That book came out in 2016, but I just found it this year. Um, and then that led me into Joel Furman, Doctor Furman's uh, book Eat to Live that I also read yeah. this year. Um, that came out in 2003, so it's quite a bit older. But. My honorable mentions I've marked uh, Walking Dead because I'm now currently going through a reread and I'm further along than I have ever been now. Okay. So you're um so I'm actually I've caught up and I'm further along. I'm I'm probably too I think I'm in the trade I'm in is uh I think 120 to like 128, something okay. like that in that gap of what's going there. on then? Um we're in like the m- tail end of all out war mm. with Negan stuff going on. Okay. So I guess I'm about to get to the point where there's the time jump, time jump slash yeah. whispers and stuff oh, like that. That's maybe. So good. So I'm excited to get to that. Cause I don't know anything about the whispers, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. I, 
even from watching TV series, yeah. where we have stopped at right now mm-hmm. is about to be Whisper oh, time. Okay. So I'm not there yet. So I enjoy the whispers more in the comics than I do in the TV series. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong in the TV series, but yeah. they just... I know of them, just, I guess. I know the general gist of kind of like what, what they're it's doing, like, yeah. but I don't really know too much about it, really. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm further than I've ever been because in the books, I got to a point where I, I was like right before Negan was introduced, kind oh, yeah. of. So I never even actually got to see... It's like what, him what's bash, that, like in what issue 100 where he bashes in yeah. one's head. I've never even seen it in the yeah. comics. And I was just like, as I was reading this, I told Mandy, I was like, dude, they could not have picked a more perfect person to play like Jeff, than Jeffrey Dean Morgan because yeah. he is like, he is this character. Yeah. Like he's, I can see like not just hearing him in my head. Yeah. I was like, the emphasis is there. The lines are like almost fucking verbatim for a lot of the yeah, shit too. Absolutely. And I was just like, it's like he even does like the, do you pee in your pants yet? And I was just like, I was thinking, Oh my god, he says that like you. Yeah, it's PP Pants City up in here or something like that. And I was There's just like, a, this is all like regular lines. Visually, he's not like I didn't <laughs> not the like, same. I was like, that's yeah. not the same guy. But but you're right. Like he's charismatic, like yeah. charismatic. He he. But he's also a horrible person. Yeah. Uh, there's a book I've been kind of flipping through the quotable Negan and it's just like uh-huh. Kirkman did an intro on it and somebody just like grabbed a bunch of like his lines and so it's fun to read through. On that, um, I've been reading the uh, the deluxe Walking Dead's as they're coming out now. Yeah, they the like colored. the colored versions. Yeah, it's cool. I think also it looks like they've did they clean up some of the artwork as well too a little maybe. bit. I it almost know. looks like I don't, it's not just the color pop because I saw that and went through the first few issues of the first trade yeah. and I went through the first few issues. It looks like some of the lines are a little cleaner too. It could be. And you might get that with coloring yeah. anyways. I don't know. But uh, that's because I was going to go through and I was going to read from front to back again because I love it so much. I was like, yeah. maybe I'll just read it as they release as the they colors. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really cool. Like I said, like, like you know how I am. We always talk about the sucker for the bolder lines and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The blacks are a little bit sharper and it makes those colors pop. Yeah. And it looked really nice. I yeah. was like, part of me is regret. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to finish this. But at the same time, I feel like. I'm going to end up going back right back around. through and go back and reread nice. it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I also have Wicked and Divine because I've read more of it yeah. now. I think I'm on the fourth volume of nice. it. Um, still really solid. Um, Oblivion Song, I've just finished its fourth one. Uh, I'm in caught the, up. Yeah, I'm caught up because I think there's only two or three issues out now past that. And so I'm not all the way caught up, obviously. I'm just doing it trade You're at trade a time. trade caught up. Um, all of Preacher. I wanted to put it in my top five because I really, really, really There's dig a lot the story. Of good stuff though, you got to. But uh, yeah, that top five is fucking <laughs> solid. I wanted to make sure like there's, there's. It's hard to pick out that. Um, <laughs> the Star Wars: The Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I read that uh, series. That was it was time. really good times. And then Fables because I'm a little bit more caught up. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the midst of doing that as well. I think I'm in the fifth or sixth volume. That thing's fucking. I didn't realize it's like 23 volumes as far it's as humongous. trades goes. It's and they've a got a lot. bunch of spinoffs on that one too. Yeah, so many. Yeah, I, I've I've read a couple of the Jacks of Fa- uh, Fables and stuff like that, oh, which yeah? is really kind of cool uh, spinoff stuff. But nice. um, yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah. This has been a fucking hell of a year. It's been a wild year, and I'm, we're just glad you guys have hung out with us and listened to us do things. I hope you guys enjoy uh, next week's uh, survey. Says. Mm-hmm. Last little piece you'll get from us from next year. We're gonna have some some content changes yeah. a little bit again. All new 2021. All new 2021 format. <laughs> we wouldn't be IFNZ if we didn't change every 20 episodes. We're always growing. We're always uh we're always growing and showing. That's what she said. <laughs> Love you guys.